Welcome on back to Breathing New Life, a podcast exploring and rediscovering new metal past, present, and future. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm Tom. I'm your other host, Tom. <laughs> are, are you sure you're Tom? Are you doing okay there? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think so. Uh, it could be worse. Hey, there you go. Well. Busy week. Right? Yeah. I feel you, man. These past few weeks have been for real, like, weeks. But, uh... Hey, it's a Wednesday night for us. We're going to be talking new metal, which is a lot of fun. And the topic that we're going to be covering mostly today, we're going to take a look at as many. Uh, we, we did a deep dive and uh, looking into soundtracks that we thought were probably like really solid ones as far as new metal soundtracks. Now, I, I don't know if we really had any defined rules on this, but it was more so, you know, do these soundtracks have at least a small handful of new metal bands with songs that we like and we shift sifted through so many we looked through some down and we got it to about 18 <laughs> we got 18 <laughs> yeah. soundtracks that we're going to kind of discuss some of them we're going to just kind of do a br brief glance over and then other ones we'll probably dive in a little bit more those are the ones that are our favorites and see uh which ones really are our favorites and when we're done with that, maybe we'll put out a post and see what you guys consider to be some of the all-time best new metal soundtracks. So uh, a couple interesting things. Like I said, we have a list of 18 different soundtracks. These are, of course, mostly back in the day. Uh, as Tom alluded to last episode, you know, there is some new metal going on. But, you know, when it comes to certain types of news, and especially with soundtracks nowadays... If it's anything with like a heavier sound, you're gonna have most of still probably like metalcore, thrash. Um, you're not seeing as much new metal uh, heavy soundtracks. Uh, so these that we found, they range from 1998 to 2005, with most of them kind of like in that that bubble of 2000 to 2003. So, so that being said, like I said, most of them around 2000 2003. 18 total soundtracks. I'm sure there's probably more out there, but uh, to, to kind of, I would say probably Tom, maybe it would be best to kind of go over the ones that we thought were worthy of the list, but not our favorites. Would that make sense? Oh yeah. I mean, mainly this is just touching on the, the it's just more about the impact that new metal music had on other forms of entertainment, especially, you know, movies and you know things like i guess anime as such and show and shows on at the time you know how much was it included in in these other forms of entertainment i guess yeah true um i mean i remember back in the day one thing that i, I would actually get goosebumps on was i think it was puma where they had it was kind of like uh in a shadow and you had a guy that was getting ready to start um a race like a sprint and they're playing corn, uh, um, uh, freak on a leash, and it was just like the coolest thing. So I mean, you would always see that in a lot of uh, commercials. Uh, certainly, like we said, in soundtracks. Also, uh, 
like back in the day when I play Madden, there was like I think oh, Madden yeah. two thousand two or two two thousand three. Dude, there was like one where it had tons of stuff. You'd have like head PE on there, um, trapped. You would have uh, disturbed. All kinds you know, on those video games, which is pretty sweet. Uh, but yeah, definitely in movies. And and something I noticed as we were compiling this list with these soundtracks, they all seem to have a certain theme, which would kind of make sense that would kind of go along with the energy and the feel of new metal. Uh, it was either a horror slash, you know, slasher kind of film or an action film. Those were the majority of films for the most part, as far as the genre uh, of movies that we were finding these new metal type of soundtracks. Um, so to start off with one, it was actually called the one and that was one that starred Jet Li back oh, in the day. And we yeah. added, yeah, we added that one in. Uh, it was interesting, though, with this one. Uh, we added it in certainly because it's pretty much, it has, let's see here. It has Bodies by Drowning Pool, Down with the Sickness uh, by Disturbs. In um, Papa Roach, they had both Blood Brothers and Last Resort, Sinner by Drowning Pool. But the thing is, the reason why it's the first one mentioned and kind of towards the back of the list for me, it was just a very short soundtrack. And those are all obviously staples of new metal at that time, mm -hmm. like the songs. But I, there's so many more on this list where there's a lot more tracks. And the other thing that we're going to get into is sometimes there are tracks on there that you're not going to find on a particular album because either it was a song that just never made the cut on one of those bands albums, or they made it specifically for the soundtrack, which is really cool. That's the benefit of sometimes checking out these soundtracks, because if you didn't, you're probably not going to hear some of these songs otherwise, or not, not even know about them rather. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't catch that in the list that you had up here, but the one that's a, a movie that I loved back then. I mean, I, me and my friend Jerry, we used to get together and we used to watch uh, lots of different martial arts movies. And obviously, Jet Li being one of the top guys, and the one is I really like that movie. I love the concept of the movie, and even though it's kind of didn't really per se age the best, but it was still, you know, a pretty, pretty fucking awesome movie. Pretty awesome like concept, sci-fi and martial arts together. I mean, two two genres I'm in. I'm I enjoy a lot, and that soundtrack on top of that, that was just you know soundtrack to being you know. Uh, I don't coming of age, I guess, whatever in the two, mm -hmm. in the early two thousand, right there. That's but goddamn, what that's a great choice to start off things here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and, and like I said, good good songs. Uh, but I was looking at the track list. I'm like, that's it. So, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, and uh, moving on to another one. This one is the Punisher superhero movie. Um, this one's towards back the list for me personally because uh, I think that. It does have certain new metal ones, but this is a little bit more 50 50 with like a post grunge slash new metal. So it wasn't like a true like new metal type of soundtrack, but you had good ones like Step Up by Drowning Pool. Um, there was, uh, I, I don't know if you would call this new metal because Amy Lee of Evanescence, but she did the song Broken with Seether. Um, Lost in a Portrait with Traps, Still Running by Chevelle. That's a really good track. Also, Slow Chemical by Finger Eleven. Uh, so, you know, they, they have that Adam ship submerged was on there, but it's more leaning towards kind of like the hard rock post grunge than opposed to, to new metal on, on that one. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny. Let me look it up here real quick. 
there is a song that I I'm hearing a lot on the rock radio new metal station when I'm listening. And I think it's called Oh boy. I'm really looking it up. It's I remember that the the lyrics go something like um something about people killing time, so I found time for killing people. Uh I think that's <laughs> on this one. I don't know, but I hear the song all the time. I just find it funny that you put Punisher on there and I kept finding that song playing on new metal station all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh if I if I find it before we whoops, uh if I find it before we uh move on too far then uh I'll burn it up, but yeah. Okay. So, you know, like I'm saying with the Punisher, how it kind of had like the post grunge mixed in with the new metal. We're well, moving on to another superhero or comic book hero, excuse me, type of soundtrack would be Daredevil. And it's interesting because if you look at if you look at the track listing, it's very similar, if not exact, artists on here. Um, you're also gonna find saliva on here, uh, seethers on here, just like on the Punisher, uh, Drowning Pool, the Man Without Fear. We're gonna find a lot of Drowning Pool uh, on, yeah. on several of these. Um, One of the things too, I'm, I'm sorry, I really wanted to bring up to thinking about just the timing of these of, of these two albums or two soundtracks especially the punisher and mm-hmm. daredevil those are about 2003 and 2004 and that's kind of like uh really after new metal kind of wasn't really truly new metal anymore it was kind of turning into this you know post grunge alternative metal style not as strong in the new metal you know sound you want to say some of these bands are kind of moving away from it you know a little bit more I want to say butt rockish kind of sound, right? You know, there's not really so doesn't really feel so truly new metal anymore. It's more like alt rock or alt metal kind of stuff. It's not the same anymore, I guess I should say. But they're the same kind of bands. But once again, like I'm talking about, they're they're moving away from their more new metal roots and into something else. Right. Yeah. Because obviously, this is almost sunsetting that that era where the initial kind of new metal wave came out. Um, but they have like a few things left on, on this album. I mean, the cool part was they had Marcos of POD did a song with Napier roots on this album. They did have the bring me to life, the, the huge hit that broke through for Evanescence on here. Uh, there's another Chevelle one on here, which is interesting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, not, not bad when you look at the whole um, the finger 11 simple lies by endo. That's, that's a solid track. Yep. Um, 12 stones is on here so i mean again it's a good one but you're you're absolutely right you nailed it because around 2003 2004 the popularity started to wane so it's not su- surprising to see that soundtracks are probably going to go a little bit lighter and kind of mix it up a little bit more um but you know it's it's got enough to where it was at least deserving to be mentioned within uh this this whole list um there's there's a ton if we move into, I mean, like I'm looking at this list and it's like, wow, there's just so many uh, between action and, and mostly like horror films. It's crazy. But if we dial it back a little bit to 2001, you had more Fast and Furious. I look, how many Fast and Furious are there anyway? Uh, there's going to be 10 films total. We are up to uh, Fast and Furious 9 right now, I think, because I think the last one's coming is going to come up um, in the next film. So, oh, so they actually cap themselves? Because I was like, man, they're just yeah. going to keep going forever, aren't they? <laughs> no, no. I think literally, I think Vin Diesel has decided that, you know, there's going to be 10. I mean, I guess, you know, a part of the thing is he actually has like a contract to do up to 
number 10. I mean, if he does beyond that, I don't know what, but literally in next year, 2000, you know, 2000, yeah, 2023, Fast and Furious 10 should be done and released. You know, but you do talk about Fast and Furious. I don't know if it's on this more Fast and Furious album or whatever, but I do remember pretty explicitly in my mind, like uh, a scene from the first, very first Fast and Furious movie. And I can explicitly hear Debonair by Dope being played during that scene. So that was a pretty, pretty vivid memory, you know, from that Mm -hmm. very first movie in my mind from a new metal band. And that song that I absolutely love too, because I fell in love with Dope when I heard that first song. Keep going on. Let me know what else was on there. I can't remember. Oh, sure thing. Uh, so they're actually pretty big on saliva. They had both Superstar and they also had Click Clip Boom on there. Uh, I can totally see that during like car chases scenes and all mm-hmm. that. Um, also, Crawling in the Dark. Hoobastank was like one of those that kind of teetered. They were kind of new metal, kind of not. Uh, this yeah. Life by Primer 55. That That's a solid oh, one. Yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crashing Around You, Machine Head, that was um, the one that came out in 2001, uh, like when they released the song. So they had those, but then, of course, they added in other types of songs that obviously were not new metal. So, you know, they had a few here and there. It's not a bad um, soundtrack, but definitely had enough uh, new metal artists and songs to where, again, we can add that onto the list here. There's also, and I don't know, did you ever see the heavy metal 2000 movie? It was all, I think it's all animated. I don't right? think I ever. Yeah, that's when all of them animated. And really, it was, you know, a kind of quote unquote sequel to the original heavy metal from like mm-hmm. s- late 70s, early 80s. I can't remember now. I think, you know what? I think I actually had the CD, the soundtrack for this because I saw so many awesome bands on it that I liked, but I can't remember literally what they were. We're probably going to pull it up, but I, I think I remember actually buying this CD back in the day, especially because a lot of people really talked it up, so God, you're going to have nice. to like, start li- start listing what the bands are on there, and I'll, I'll have to remember, you know, maybe it'll, it'll, start, it'll jog my memory a little bit more, but God, I almost distinctly remember buying this, this CD, this album, or this um, soundtrack, I should say. Well, it had a total of 18 tracks, um, and then there was additional tracks that they used in the film, but for some reason was not on the uh, soundtrack. But just to start off, there's a song called Fuck You, which I don't, I'm trying to see who that's by, but it's not one that obviously, you know, uh, rings a bell for me. Uh, they also had Monster Magnet on there, MD, FMK, Pantera, which obviously I love, not new metal, but uh, they were on there. Um, Insane Clown Posse with Twisted. Uh, but once mm. it starts getting into some new metal bands, we had uh, the song Storaged by uh, System of a Down, Alcoholicost by Machine Head, Green Iron Fist by Full Devil Jacket, um, Turale by Puya. Uh, oh, yeah. One that, yeah, one that you, ha- you don't hear all that often was a band, Apartment 26. They played the song uh, Dystopia on there, Wishes by Cold Chamber. Um, and then as far as the additional tracks, there was also Apparition. Uh, the song Apparition by Cold Chamber was uh, used in the film, but it just was not added on uh, to the soundtrack itself. Interesting enough. So, yeah, so it was it was a very interesting mix uh, of music on there. But again, this is another one where, you know, not bad, but kind of had towards the back of my uh, list of, of all these uh, soundtracks that we have. Um, let's see. What should we go to next? 
Um, this is a like we'll jump kind of forward, go to 2005. Um, Saw 2, which uh, those uh, I'm trying to remember with Saw, I think I've seen one through three and I liked them all. Are, are you a big fan of the Saw movies at all? Um, I'm to say I'm a big fan is one thing. I'm, a, I'm a, I guess I would say I'm a dedicated enough fan. I think I've seen them all. My girlfriend's a huge fan, actually. I mean, for her birthday about three, four years ago, we you know went out to dinner and then we saw the um. Uh, uh, the, that song movie that was released that year. I can't remember right now. <laughs> Drawing a blank on it. But yeah, she's a big fan. And I have, I've watched them all. Can't deny it. And But you know what? The thing that sucks is I don't remember much about what the actual like soundtracks are because they weren't as much... They didn't seem to be as much of an emphasis during the movies. Mm-hmm. It was more... Especially it was one of those movies where you're actually, you know, trying to follow... Storyline more, and I really can't think of the uh, much of how, what the soundtracks were like, or how they they probably using you know a lot of music that was just that popular at the time, anyways. Yeah, and and sometimes with certain soundtracks, I've realized that there's either like a tiny clip of the, of the song, or for some reason it's not really on at all, or maybe just towards the end of the credits, and then it's on the soundtrack. You don't hear it in the movie, but it yeah, there you know, was just you kind know, of odd something playing during the credits you know that was a probably a, you know one of the mm-hmm. you know more popular tracks and everything like that um god i'm just kind of my brain's a little murky today you know obviously <laughs> uh, so you all you know i just woke up from a nap before recording this i was so i'm like uh, uh. yeah just trying to drag myself through this uh, uh but yeah just uh i remember it was always a big deal to hear something like that uh, you know playing during the credits yeah, so with Saw 4, um, this is another artist that I found quite a bit, obviously not new metal, so semi-related, but uh, Marilyn Manson, uh, the song's called Irresponsible Hate Anthem, which is interesting. There was a remix done, and Wes Borland has his credits on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, I'm, and I'm thinking, because this is around 2005, this is probably when he's still playing with them. I don't know if he rejoined Limp Biscuit at that time, because obviously right when Results May Vary came out, they had uh, the previous guitarist from Snot, um, joined Limp Biscuit, so West Borland was touring and playing with uh, Marilyn Manson, so that could very well uh, be the reason like, why he was on that song. Um, forget to remember my M- Mud Vein, that's obviously a big song from them. Uh, Blood Simple is on here, Papa Roach with Blood, Seven Dust Pieces, which is like one of my favorite Seven Dust songs, like that song hits so fucking hard, it's badass. Uh, so you had that, and like I said, it's got 15 tracks, but it just had a few where it's like, okay, not bad. There's also an artist, Charlie Clouser, with the song called Don't Forget the Rules, where Wes Borland plays guitars on that as well. So he seemed to be pretty active on these songs for this soundtrack. Uh, so not bad. You know, it, it's, it's got a couple here and there. Again, worthy of, of just at least mentioning on the list, but it just was not towards the top as well. Another... This one's actually based off a video game coming in 2002, Resident Evil, which, I mean, who doesn't love that game, right? <laughs> That's um, a good game. And actually, you know, but the movies are had people as very, you know, mixed opinions on whether or not right. they're good or bad. But I mean, the first one, you're probably going to hear a lot more praises for than anything really after that. But that, yeah, that's that Resident Evil soundtrack in general, pretty fucking banging soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and with this one, there's so many 
tracks on here and it this is where like these are starting to get a little bit better i'm like okay and i remember that i believe i mean track two my plague slipknot and if i remember correctly when i'm watching tv back when they actually played music videos when they're playing that they the music video will actually would show live uh shots of slipknot playing the song and then they would cut in scenes from the movie which um that's how i kind of figured out like that was the first time i ever saw the music video for my plague i was like Oh, that's sweet, dude. So they did that with, um, they also did that with Kill Switch and Gage on this one. No, nope, they're on another one that we'll oh. get to here soon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, to another one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so, so they're on there. Uh, the fight song by Marilyn Manson, which they have on this list, is a Slipknot remix. I'd have to listen to that one again. That's pretty interesting. Uh, Cold Chambers on here. Uh, with the song um, Something Told Me. Mm. You also got Edema with the song Everyone. Static X is on here. Um, Il Nino, What Comes Around, uh, which obviously, that was the first song I ever heard of Il Nino. Probably, probably one of my favorites, if, if not my favorite. Love that song. Dig by Mudvayne. I mean, there's nothing more to say about that, so that's pretty badass. Uh, Saliva's on here. Uh, it's, I mean, this one's pr- pretty good. It, it's, it's got a, a good list of fans and with really good tracks on here for sure. So, uh, Scream 3. Came out in 2000, definitely a new metal soundtrack that's worth listening to. Uh, definitely like that one. Uh, Matrix Reloaded is another one that I liked. Um, as far as the movies, I only saw the first Matrix, but for, it's one of those things, like, for whatever reason, I never got around to watching the sequels, but I do. So, like, I, I kind of just, like, want to pick a day when, here's the funny part, when I have, like, a ton of free time that I can just, like, binge, and I just want to see, like, I want to rewatch the first one See the second one to see the third one. Um, I, and, and I know that a, a lot, I know you're going, nah. I know yeah, a lot of times. You're hearing, you're hearing me kind of give my little groans. I mean, it's, it's they, they exist. And, you know, I'm uh-huh. not going to be somebody that like hates them, but it's one of those scenes where, dude, just if you're going to watch them, just make sure you just have free time. You're not going to feel like you're, you're going to lose. How about that? You know, uh, Fair you're, you're not going to tell you're yeah. not going to sit there and cry, <laughs> you know. Wanting, wanting that amount of time life, you know, that time in, back in your life, you know, but it's, they exist, you know, just sit down and watch them, I guess, you know, nothing, you know, really compares to that first one period. That was uh, just something that was just a classic, obviously. For sure. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting to hear somebody say that, you know, 20 years later, they still haven't seen the sequels yet though. Yet though. And, actually having a, a desire to watch them. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's uh, If you actually want to watch them, man, that's good. But, you know, I, I can understand what you're saying when it comes to the soundtracks, too, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it starts out strong. It's got Linkin Park with Song Session. And, oh, look, it's our friend Marilyn Manson. <laughs> it, it's like, what, like four or five in a row that he's on here. He was all over the place, man. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Rob Zombie follows up with the song Reload. He's on a couple here and there. Uh, Deftones, Lucky You, that's off their self-titled album. Uh, kind of real trippy. Uh, you also had Sleeping Awake by P.O.D., which that's a really good track. Uh, another one that I like, Bruises by Unloco, which Unloco, man, a oh, very God, un- underrated n- new metal band. Uh, those I guys, was literally listening to them today because I was just in the mood. I just good wanted man. to hear. <laughs> yeah, I, I was listening to both albums by them. God, those albums are so underrated. It's not even funny. Yeah, they, they were, and, and they had so much momentum and they were really kind of taken off. And I remember just talking to friends and you read the articles. It's, 
they were supposed to be one of like the next big and upcoming things. And to, to this day, I, I just don't off. know what happened. And, and like, they were still together. I'm like, what happened? Like they had all this momentum. They were on that huge use your weapon as a tour with uh, disturbed. I saw them with taproot and man, there's somebody else. Uh, I think no, it wasn't dead Z. It was somebody else, but yeah, like they're playing this huge about. arena and yeah, I was like, okay, like th these guys are, they're on their way. Right. Yeah. Uh, so something happened, unfortunately. So, anyways, uh, we're gonna move. Let's, let's check out another movie here. We're going to Triple X. That's another Vin Diesel, right? Or did we? Did we already oh, yeah. go over this one? No, <laughs> Jesus Christ, no. I oh understand. no, it's because uh, <laughs> Fast and Furious. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you were just talking about Fast and Furious. I mean, you know, it's kind of it's funny. I mean, it's just another action movie with Vin Diesel, and it does feature in the in the opening scene it's him like stealing and driving a sports a fucking sports supercar you know off a bridge you know but it's no it's not the same thing man <laughs> I, I, I get how it's easy to get confused but no we're, we're talking about a different Vin Diesel movie here this is true and and I gotta be honest like there are some actors that it's like if you've seen one movie you almost kind of seen them all I gotta be honest, when it came to Vin Diesel movies, I was like, all right, it's it's all the same, isn't it? Like for the most he's got part, all, he's I, got the same demeanor and voice and everything, you know, he does. Right. It's, it's, Vin Diesel is Vin Diesel. He is what he is in in these movies. So, but uh, th this is not a bad soundtrack here. We had Bodies by Drowning Pool, classic new metal track. Uh, Before I Die by Mushroom Head. One of my favorite new metal bands, Flaw, Get Up Again. Uh, I remember, and I do remember seeing bits and pieces of this when I was with the girl I dated at the time. She had it on at her apartment I was watching. And I was just more like, it was one of those movies where I'm kind of paying attention, but I'm doing something else. But then when I hear like songs that I like, then it would entice me to watch. So I got to see like cool action scenes. And it's all thanks to the, like, the music that they chose for this, because otherwise I wasn't really paying attention. But uh, yeah, like I said, like, you know, Flaw, Mushroom Head. Drowning pools on here. Yeah, not 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 bad. They even had uh there was that band Four Lin. Uh that was a bonus track on there as well for uh, me versus me. So, you know, not a bad one. Uh again, it just it fits the mold of either, you know, is it an action movie, superhero movie, is it a slasher movie? Those were like the main themes that if you know new metal soundtrack was around, it was based on those type of uh for sure. So We've went through quite a bit here. We're, we're whittling them down. We're getting close to, I think, some of our favorites here, Tom. I'm, I'm trying to save, like, the really good ones. In 2000, and I, I'm not going to – this is a sequel one, but it was Mission Impossible 2, uh, where obviously it had the big one because it was, like, the main one that they kind of really sold the, the, the movie to everybody. It was the Limp Bizkit song. Uh, take a look around, which is I still like the song. It's very cool where it starts off with like the little Mission Impossible. Uh, yeah, the, the baseline there. It's it's t such a time machine to hear that, though. But, you know, again, it just takes you right back to that era and that movie and everything like that. It's every time I hear that that opening baseline and everything of the Mission Impossible soundtrack. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's It's one of those things where it's not like a classic per se, mm -hmm. but it's you know what it is when you hear it for, oh, for sure. a couple of yeah. reasons I, obviously between the fact that it's limp biscuit and they're really hot at the time and everything and it's mission impossible which was at the time was you know a movie series remaking a classic tv show 
Mm-hmm. So it was just undeniable at the time. And, you know, people like us, you hear that again, the Sixers take you right back. Yeah, yeah. You got Limp Biscuit on here. You also got uh, Godsmack. You have Apartment 26. Uh, so, you know, you had a couple here, uh, just, just about maybe three or four. So, uh, again, um, pretty cool, but definitely not one of my top fives. But I, I think the reason why I wanted to put it on here is just I, I like that Limp Biscuit song so much that it was worthy of, of mentioning uh, the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack. So, and by the way, like as, as we're mentioning these, uh, mentioning these soundtracks, definitely like to see people like go out and check it out. And like I said, I'll, I'll kind of put up a post and see, you know, if it, you know, like what is everybody else's favorite soundtracks? Um, there are some good ones that are just chock full of, of good new metal goodness. Uh, actually, that, that we're going to be kind of moving further into here. You know what's interesting? Um, let's go ahead and pick this one. It came out. Now, this is what I'm, I'm a little bit confused about because I, I did do a, somewhat of a thorough search on this. And I'm not the biggest anime guy. But Dragon Ball Z, it's called Cooler's Revenge. It oh, yeah. came out in... It came out in 1991, but I think what I'm understanding well, is... Here's the thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's an anime originally released in 91 in Japan, and then years later finally gets dubbed and gets, you know, localized for America, where obviously they have English voice actors for it, and then they use popular at the time English, uh, you know, songs in the soundtracks. So it would be right. Even though if it was released, it was originally made in '91. It would be years later. Obviously, that would it would be made for, you know, released in America, and they'll use something more current at the time. Obviously, so that's why you're kind of like questioning why it's '91, but you're talking about how it might have new metal songs in it. I don't remember exactly when it's when it was released in America, but it was some years later. I mean, it was probably six or seven years later than when it was originally released, especially because of the Dragon Ball franchise was getting really popular starting around, i say, 98, uh, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. And Dragon Ball Z, it was getting huge on, on Cartoon Network. And so they started bringing over and American, well, I want to call Americanizing, but, you know, making American releases for the uh, other uh, Dragon Ball Z I wasn't going to say the Dragon Ball Z, like, well, they have what they call OVAs, uh, which are movies that they make that are related to the the series, but don't mm-hmm. like have a direct tie in with the storylines or anything like that. That's what Cooler's Revenge is. It's, it's a movie that was based, that was made based using the characters and, and major, you know, plot points, but they don't actually have genuine like tie ins with like the storyline that's going on with the main series. Uh, it's kind gotcha. of a weird thing. I I don't know how much I'm. I am a anime fan. I do know uh, a lot of the basics about these things, especially when you're talking about you know late '90s and all that stuff. And I was I remember watching Cooler's Revenge, but I don't remember how much the soundtrack was that had you know new metal in it. But, but you know, obviously, we're gonna bring it up. It's been years since I, I watched that anime. I guess we talk about whatever you found regarding that soundtrack. Yeah, so my guess is that this probably came out around 2001 or 2002, just based on the songs that were added onto this soundtrack. Because uh, you had two by Drowning Pool, which was Reminded and Mute, and that's off the Sinner album, which Sinner came out around 2001. You also had Deftones Change in the House of Flies, uh, that came out 2000. There's also Finger Eleven Stay and Drowned, uh, that 
the Grace of Blue Skies, I believe, was also 2000. So probably like probably like 2001 is what I'm thinking. Okay, mm -hmm. okay I'm sorry. I just looked this up for you. It looked like Funimation had released it in America in 2002. And yeah, okay. I'm looking up you know, the English dub soundtrack. Holy shit, yeah. Wow, that's... <laughs> yeah, they got Drowning Pool all over the place on this one. Wow. Ugh. Deftones, oh my god. Well, Dust for Life, which I haven't heard that name in, in forever. That's That was kind of interesting to see that. I was like, wow, I almost forgot about that. Disturb the games on there. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's actually, I mean, if you look at it, it's got 12 tracks, and it's pretty pretty much like all new metal for the most part it's it's which was pretty cool so that's and, and that's the thing is like I'm, I'm not a i never really got into anime much but obviously i've heard of dragon ball z and i was just looking scouring the internet and i'm like really dragon ball z and i, and I looked at the track list and i'm like oh shit okay yeah i mean this is, this is pretty solid so uh yeah i, I thought this this was a, a pretty damn good one another anime that as a tie into a very popular franchise that you know, it wasn't like heavy with new metal, but it was like just because of when it came out, it's pretty strong tie in to, I guess one of the biggest new metal bands period in mm -hmm. 1994, there was an anime movie for street fighter two video game, or at least it was a, uh, in 1994 is released in America with an English dub version. And in that anime, they actually feature the song Blind by Korn, right? As like one of the biggest fights is about to to get to get going. And you're hearing the the buildup of the intro mm -hmm. of Blind going on. And right as about, you know, two characters are about to fight, starts off with Jonathan Davis screaming, Are you ready? What a perfectly fitting song for a you know a fighting game like that. Uh, well, yeah, not really sure. fighting game, but a an anime scene based on a fighting game like that, and <laughs> and this was they were talking 1994, so it's not like you know, Corn was even an established band yet, you know, and right. they probably got some kind of they probably got some the the license cheap, but think about how many you know anime fans that were that young and I mean mid 90s and wasn't really anime really had become that popular yet, but there were definitely had its fan base already. I was definitely one of them. I you know I've been, you know, into anime since, you know, probably I got into anime a couple of years earlier. Um, so you you would almost kind of think that maybe that as far as the popularity of both new metal and anime, almost kind of like they almost grew together, it seems like, as far as if you, you look know, at the timeline. Yeah, I would say that uh, this is a very like kind of personal topic for me because I was somebody obviously into bands like Corn and Limp Bizkit and and stuff it back in the you know mid nineties there early mid or you know mid to late nineties there, and yeah. I was also coming from my middle school years into my high school years, growing a lot of you know interest in anime as well. I remember watching catching anime movies on the Sci Fi Channel back in the day. They used to have a whole week where in the prime time they actually played anime movies uh, in prime time, and then. On Saturday evenings, they they would have a regularly play uh, an anime movie as well. I bet mm -hmm. Street Fighter might have been one of them, but still, it was one of those scenes where it was not not nowhere near as as popular as it is now. But there was a very dedicated fan base to anime, and you you wonder how many people were that uh -huh. may or may not listen to you know as much mainstream music or whatever, and 
you know, got introduced to an up and coming band like Corn for the first time and, you know, what stuck with them. It's 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 a pretty obscure thing to think about, like that one movie based on a very pop what became a very or what was and still is a very popular funny game mm-hmm. franchise. And the anime itself might not be it may not be so popular still, I wanna say, but still it's as corn blind, perfectly fitting song for the scene that it was it was featured in and everything. It just works sometimes, you know. So yeah, so here's one that we're gonna come up with, and we're almost up to the uh, top five here. Uh, 2002, and this one's pretty damn new metal because it's Queen of the Damned, and Jonathan Davis has got his paws all over this one uh, because not only does it have new metal bands, but there's also just performances by artists, and it they're co-written by Jonathan Davis. So you have Wayne Static of Static X to start off. Uh, there's a song called Not Meant For Me. That kicks off the whole soundtrack. Um, you also have that song Forsaken by David Draymond. Um, Jonathan Davis helped write that one as well. Uh, well, one that if I I'm checked, not mistaken. Oh, the, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I want to say, the, the, for the most part, all these ones that were originals on the soundtrack were actually written by Giants and Davis, and yeah. they were performed in the movie, but he could not actually record and release the vocals as a actual, you know, album or whatnot due to mm-hmm. contracts with his with the, the recording company and everything. And it was that was that was a whole thing about it because these songs are they sound like something that Jonathan Davis would sing, and they actually he actually does sing them in the movie, if I'm not mistaken been a long while mm-hmm. since I've seen Queen of the Dam, but the thing is that he just couldn't record and release them, so that's where he was able to get these other uh, vocalists to sing the vocals for them instead. Which is super cool, because like I said, you have Wayne Static of Static X, you got David uh, Draymond of Disturbed. This is a song that actually I never heard of before, to be honest, and is right before we started to you know go online and, and start record tonight, is a song System by Chester Bennington. And when I'm oh, yeah. listening to it, you can, it's it's so good. Because obviously I'm, I'm a huge Chester fan, but also just the way that he was singing it, I'm like, dude, I could totally hear Jonathan Davis. But I mean, obviously it makes sense because he helped write it. it. It's just, it's really cool to hear Chester singing a la Jonathan Davis style. It's, it, it's really, yeah. really cool. You could definitely feel the vibe there. Um, oh, go ahead. I mean, just I just mean that you know, mainly you're hearing Jonathan Davis in it because he didn't just write them; he originally performed them for the movie. So right. That's that you're you're hearing Jonathan Davis as the foundation for all these vocals, and everybody's basically kind of just singing it how he would want it to be sung if he was singing himself. Right. Well, yeah. Which would totally totally make sense. Yeah. Other other than Marilyn Manson, you had Jay Gordon of Orgy on here. Uh, that performed uh, is really cool. And then as far as the other songs, just, you know, from other artists, period. Uh, yeah, once again, you have Change in the House of Flies by Deftones, Dead Cell by Papa Roach, uh, Down with the Sickness with Disturbed. I mean, pretty, pretty strong, you know, pretty, pretty solid uh, soundtrack. Here. You had Headstrong by Earshot. Here's one uh, is another band that I think they kind of had like their little moment in the sun in new metal um, didn't stick around too long, but dry cell body crumbles. That's a good one. That, that's that's not one that you, you don't hear. That one's all that still often. a bit of a staple in in new metal too, because 
you hear people post or you see people post it all the time in the Facebook groups and whatnot. And I think part of the thing is it sounds like a Chester Bennington song, you know, without basically it's basically sounds like Lincoln Park without Mike Shinoda in a, in a lot of ways, right? That's yeah. I think that's part of the reason why so many people enjoy it or or whatnot. Yeah, so Queen of the Damned, like I said, pretty pretty solid one, and also for the fact that Jonathan Davis was pretty heavily on on this, makes it totally a great new metal one to to check out. Yeah, solid, and and it was just one to where for me it was just outside of my top five. Uh, so this is gonna be the ones where like I really really like, and and I'm sure that these might probably fall like in your top three to top five as well. But what we're gonna find out here in a minute. So. For my personal top five out of all these, so checked out, again, 18 soundtracks, listened to them all. I was just kind of going over back and forth. I'm like, all right, which ones are, are worthy of, the, of like the top? Which ones are, are good, at least worth mentioning? So coming in at number five, have not seen, uh, I don't think I've seen this version of this movie might have seen a little bit of the original, but uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, I know that there's also one that just recently came out, but I'm talking about the one that came out in 2003. Uh, this one is a pretty damn good soundtrack. All right, so let, let me uh, throw this out at you. We got Pride by Soil, Deliver Me by Static X. You got Mushroom Head on here with 43. Um, also, Nothing Face, Down in Flames. Self-Medicate by 40 Below Summer, which is a pretty good track. Uh, one that I really like that actually, this is another music video to where it shows the band just kind of doing their thing and then cutting into scenes of the movie is Suffocate by Motograder. Fucking great track. Like, really like that one. Um, and we still got more to go. There, there, there are 18 tracks on this bad boy. Um, you also have um, Archetype by Fear Factory. Um, Index Case uh, with the song Listen, very good, uh, very good track. I, I I haven't listened to a ton of Index Case, but I was like, wow, like I remember that name. Yeah, you know what's funny? Actually, Index Case recently just they just recently had a a, a farewell show. They uh, oh no kidding. They, yeah, they just hunted up not too long ago. Within the last two months or so, I want to say this show went on. They they basically just had a fair their you know their retirement show, whatever you want to say. Right, farewell or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not too long ago, kind of, kind of sad in a way. Now you bring it up again because just making things like, well, just another band, another under the radar band that. But they, right. I mean, they were, they, they, they really, they, they weren't very active, but they weren't really gone either in a way. Now they just finally decided, oh, we're hanging it up after all these years. Kind of sad, but I mean, yeah. yeah, we're all getting to that point now. Yeah, for sure. But there's other bands that are coming out and they're coming back, but we'll we'll kind of discuss that later, which is a little exciting. We'll get that to the next uh, portion of the show. Um, and then also to Finger Eleven, Stay in Shadow, which is uh, really good. This one is just, it's actually like overall like a pretty heavy album because, you know, you're also throwing in Pantera and Hatebreed. You also have Mashuga, Morbid Angel, Lamb of God, uh, which you know, yeah. I love. But Sworn Enemy, S- that's a really yeah, awesome dude, like, yeah. hardcore band there. Yep. So th- this has a great blend of, yeah, like uh, just, just straight up metal, thrash, hardcore, new metal. It, it definitely, and, and that's the thing with 2003 as we're talking, it, it kind of starts to kind of not be as in the forefront of popular heavy music. But uh, this has got a great blend 
it's like a real like transitional soundtrack tra- like for sure that, bands that were like pretty big like right around 2000 and then the bands that would get to be big in like 2005 they're all just it's like it's like right there it's that transitional point in kind of like from the popularity of new metal bands into their transition of the popularity of metalcore and next wave of heavy metal bands it's almost like yeah like you're saying it's it's almost like a, like a passing of the torch in, in a way <laughs> exactly as, as far as you know where, where popular heavy music is going so yeah that that is my number five favorite uh new metal soundtrack and again it doesn't always have to have like 100 percent of, of new metal tracks on there but just enough to where it's like Okay, does it have a good handful, and are they by new metal artists and new metal songs that I personally like? So that's how it fell on my top five coming at number five. Number four is actually, I, I had to do like a little bit of a scramble here before we got started because you found one, which to me, I'm, it, it's kind of like I just wanted to slap the, the, like the palm of my head against my forehead because I'm like, how could I miss this one? Uh, 2000, so it was right around the, the, the heyday of, of good new metal was uh, the soundtrack for Little Nicky, which, by the way, I mean, I'm a huge Adam Sandler fan. I know that this was not one of his more favorite ones by other well fans. Well-received ones, nope, not at all. <laughs> I like this movie. I, I like Little Nicky. Really? I thought it was great. Um, I love the fact I that I never said, watched the whole thing, personally. No? Oh, man. I know of it. I just never watched the whole thing. It was just one of those ones where it was just so little too silly and stupid for me to, like, enjoy at the time maybe i will sit down and watch it but yeah you know i i i know i brought this up in the in the google docs and everything and yeah i just remember i was thinking about new metal soundtracks and i just was actually just doing a quick google search on the word literally new metal soundtracks and this is one that came up in a list and i remember it like oh yeah well like i remember the trailer for it and they're featuring Southtown by P.O.D. during the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then I look up the, the the track. I mean, this is one of the most like truly new metal um, saturated albums that we have on the list. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and not surprisingly, that's why it landed smack dab number four in my personal top five. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's funny because I was looking through all this. I was like, I, I'm hoping I'm not missing any. And then literally tonight I see that you added it on. And I was like, I even watched the movie and I even liked the movie and I even remember that, oh yeah, that's right. It had like a lot of good tracks on there. Um, so yeah, just to let the let, let you guys out there know, check this. Like, let's go down. Yeah, let's go down the list, man. This is what I, this is why I'm like put down. It's such a, a heavy, heavily saturated new middle. Oh, album. for sure. It's, it starts off with POD with song School of Hard Knocks, mm-hmm. which POD was also featured in the film with Southtown, I believe, but the Southtown wasn't put on the soundtrack. Instead, they put this right. song on there. School of Hard Knocks, I listened to that song also after looking up the soundtrack, and that song, I I hate the chorus, but those those verses are fire, dude. I love the verses. Otherwise, it's kind of like a mixed bag for me, which I don't like the chorus, like I said, but goddamn, those verses are yeah. awesome. <laughs> Yeah, to me, it, it was like just good POD for me. So, yeah, I, I don't mind that starting off the the uh, soundtrack at all. But, yeah, if you want to keep going down the list, because, like, I, I looked at all these. Yeah. I'm like, wow, good, good, let's, good, Yeah, let's good. do it. Too. Okay, obviously, like we said, School of Hard Knocks by POD. Track two on the list, Pardon Me by Incubus, which is, Hell Pardon yeah. Me is 
one of the last kind of like new metalish songs that they really released. And the mm-hmm. rest of that album, um, not so new metal as, as much as like say part of me, but then we're going to Change in the House of Flies by Deftones. Hello. Rock Superstar uh, by Cypress Hill. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was I was gonna stop you real quick because yeah, Change in the House of Flies, a little fun fact. I don't know if I already mentioned this, and if so, we can cut this out during the edit, but Three times out of 18 that we've seen change in the House of Flies is a very popular song to use around this time for soundtracks, yeah. which I thought was interesting. It's on three separate ones. Yeah, Change in the House of Flies came out in May of 2000, and mm-hmm. Deftones were really, their, their popularity was just exploding at the time between writing off the success of Around the Fur and then transitioning into, you know, they, I mean, because they were touring heavily too before. Oh, yeah. You know, before while they were recording White Pony, and they just really blew up even more. So a change. I'm not surprised. I mean, as a Deftones fan, I'm yeah. <laughs> to be everywhere, pretty much. I mean, it was just everywhere at the time. Yeah, I mean, to me, it makes total sense. I just thought it was like a neat little fact to kind of interject in there. But I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But keep going down this list, man. This <laughs> oh, is God. so good. So and then so then the next one is Rock Superstar by Cypress Hill, which mm-hmm. was. During their kind of, you know, when they decided to dip their toes into really doing new metal, although Cypress Hill always had their tie-ins with rock bands and acts before they were on the Judgment Night soundtrack and stuff like that. They did, yep. you know, where Judgment Night was had a lot of, you know, rapper hip-hop acts working with rock and metal acts. So this was off the Skull and Bones double CD, which was kind of like their, we have you know, an album that's mainly our, you know, bread and butter rap songs, but we have like another, you know, CD, I think it was like six tracks on it, if I remember correctly. Yep. That it was, was all basically new metal songs where it was, you know, well, you know, rap rock songs versus just, you know, a little bit more rap heavy style songs, but rock superstar. And that was a huge hit too. That, that song in and of itself was a huge hit by Cypress Hill. Yeah. Then it goes into... We got Natural High by Insolence. I'm not as familiar with that song, but Insolence is was definitely a new metal staple at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, Trying to think of some of the other songs by Insolence, but Insolence is a great. If if for some reason they're a band that is under your radar, as far as you know, new metal goes, definitely check them out. Great band. Then we have Points of Authority by Linkin Park, and you know another song off of Hybrid Theory. The bit the best selling album of 2000, you know, oh, it's, it's on yeah. the soundtrack. Uh, a remix of Stupefy by, St- by Disturbed. Then we have again Unloco with Nothing, great band. I'm fine with it. Yep, uh, yeah, another great <laughs> song by a great band. Would Worlds Collide by Powerman 5000? I mean, that was a huge hit for them, too. Yeah, that got played a lot back in the day. Unfortunately, for me, it was one of those where I just got so sick and got tired, tired of it. But yeah, yeah I just you couldn't turn around without hearing that damn song, especially on the radio. But when I actually did listen to rock radio. Yeah. Well, then we have, you know, a song by muse. I don't even know this song off the top of my head. I, I don't know it all. It's cave by muse. So I don't really don't even know that song, but we have filter with take a picture, mm-hmm. uh, which was a very popular softer song by, by filter. You know, it's filter. It's undeniable. Those two bands, obviously not new metal, but they were you know popular at the time. Then to round it out, we have an acoustic version of probably my favorite song by Deftones, which is it's mine. Be Quiet yeah. <laughs> and Drive Far Away by Off of Around the Fur. 
which, you know, was already working on releasing White Pony, um, but they, you know, included a song, an acoustic version of a song from Around the Fur on the soundtrack. Yeah, which that acoustic version so good, dude. Oh, I love it. I was, I mean, it's a, it's a emotional evoking song enough in the first place with the regular album version, and then you know an acoustic version on top of that. Just wow. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. It just it, it just <laughs> takes it to another level, man. But yeah, like you're saying, just the the whole album. I mean, and I like Filter. Uh, Muse, Muse was one of those bands where I'm like, I didn't mind them, but like I didn't really. W- Really take, take it or leave effort. it, right? Yeah, it's like if somebody had it like at a party or something, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, filter, I actually like a lot. So, th- yeah, for me personally, yeah, like top to bottom, like there's not one track that I'm going to be skipping on this. Uh, maybe when worlds collide, but, <laughs> I, well, but yeah. you know what? To hell with it. No, I'm going to let it all ride, man. Twelve tracks. This is a fucking great soundtrack. It, it's it's solid. Um, that would be my number four. So, which means there's three more soundtracks here to where I think that they might even be a little bit better. And, and it may be now, now mind you how we're saying that that is just a very heavily saturated new metal soundtrack. Uh, these top three, some of them are not going to be, but I think the reason why I ranked them the way that I did is because of the artists and the songs that are on there. So while it may not be 100% of new metal tracks on there, the ones that are on there, I was like, man, these are just so good. Like the hits kind of keep coming. And also not to mention that, you know, as far as other heavy music acts, just the whole soundtrack as, as a whole is just would be like just a very solid listen. Um, so coming in at number three, I had Dracula 2000 was mine. This had a, a lot of good stuff on here. Definitely a lot of hard rock, metal, um, all over the place on this. Uh, starts up, we're speaking of Power Man 5000. They had the song Ultra Mega that started out. And what do you know? We see Disturbed again. They, they, like Disturbed is pretty much almost on over 50 to 75% of the soundtracks that we're talking about. Uh, but they're in here with a Welcome Burden, uh, The Metro by System of a Down. You also had Godhead, which... Um, they did tour on Ozfest for a little while, and and you kind of heard about them, but like I, I never really got too familiar with Godhead at all. Did you ever get into those guys back in the day? I always heard of them. I think I stayed away from them because I was like not really into any kind of bands that try to be super goth or anything like that. So it kind of one of those things where any kind of artists that try to have like a goth style mm-hmm. to them, I really kind of just was turned off by, so I really didn't give them the the time of day. And there were always a band that I was always meant to actually look up again, but I really just never got to again. So it was just, I just ignored them. They weren't necessarily under the radar for me, but I just kind of ignored them due to, <laughs> due yeah, to I, just my, my kind of like desire not to really be too into bands like that, I guess. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I just I, I was just curious because um it was just one of those bands that I, I didn't try to purposely avoid. It just they weren't around enough to where it piqued my interest. And when I heard about them, I'm like, okay, I listened to a song. And it was just nothing to personally grab me to where I wanted to look more, but I was just just kind of curious because it's one of those bands that you kind of hear here and there, but I don't have a lot of friends that I would say would even say that, oh yeah, like I like Godhead or, or not 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 even necessarily like a fan, but oh yeah, I like a few of their songs. I, I don't think I've ever heard of anybody mention. Godhead, but I, I remember seeing them, you know, in talks of Ozfest, uh, soundtracks, things like that. So, uh, I but think, moving after, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say one of the things, weren't they, I mean, the song here does feature Marilyn Manson, but they were 
heavily connected to Marilyn Manson also, if I'm not mistaken. Did yeah. Didn't he actually mm-hmm. sign them to a record to their to his record label he had at the time or something? Let me see. I'm curious. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I, I do notice that for some reason, like with Godhead, like yeah, they, they, there's some kind of connection with, with them and uh, Marilyn Manson. Seems like at least. I mean, it says here that Marilyn Manson knows them and signed them to a record contract as the first act of post-human records, which post-human records is the record label founded by Marilyn Manson in 2000. So, yeah, he oh, was pretty okay. much the, the whole reason that they uh, they got a, a recording contract at the time. Not that they uh, may or may not have gotten one otherwise, but definitely uh, Marilyn Manson was the uh, one who signed them to his own personal label at the time. Oh, okay. Well, there's the connection there. All right. So, yeah. So, the song Break You Down is track number six, Godhead N, featuring Marilyn Manson. But that kind of all makes sense now, given the history of that. So, uh, then after that, One Step Closer by Linkin Park. Obviously, new metal staple right there. Followed by Pantera. But uh, you'll have um, Ostego Undead, the song by Static X. Swan Dive by Head PE, which I love. Uh, and this next one is one of my favorite new metal bands of all time, uh, Taproot is a song day by day. And and this is one of those that I mentioned kind of earlier to where if you didn't check out the soundtrack, unless you found this on Napster or somebody else just had to have like a rough cut of this somewhere, this was a song that just didn't make the uh, gift album cut. So this was almost like a quote unquote rejected tra- track. It was like a and B-side or something. Hey. Right. So they were actually, you know, so they decided they were able to use this on, on the... Um, soundtrack which to me when when you listen to the song day by day it's like oh my god like why not just add it on to the rest of the album it, it totally's got the gift vibe it fits good it's really good track yeah which was surprised i'm like this is a really good song man this would totally fit in with all the other songs of gift and it, it always makes me think sometimes because when you hear of like the b-sides or the or the songs that get released later that didn't make the cut and sometimes they're even better than some of the other filler songs for some artists like what? Like, I don't know. It's just it, definitely with this one, I, I'm baffled. I'm like, this this one should have definitely stayed on, on GIF for sure. Should have made the cut. Uh, but following Taproot, we got song Malice by Endo, um, a band I really like out of Miami, Florida. That's off their uh, debut album. Um, Flybanger. Man, I haven't heard this one. In, I haven't heard the name of that band in forever, right? Uh, Blind World. And Saliva. Saliva is another one that we've kind of seen here and there uh, with Your Disease. That was their first major breakthrough hit uh, when they had their day in the sun, which that's like we were talking last week or last episode, man. That's that's a good track. So that's some good stuff there. So, yeah, it was um, not not bad. So it's got 15 tracks and I would say there's about seven or eight uh, songs here that, you you know, within the new metal realm. And it's it's pretty solid. I mean, and also it doesn't hurt that. Let's see here. You know, you got Slayer. You also got uh, Pantera on here. So not bad. Not bad. Uh, So that would be my number three. My number two. And this, I don't know if this movie was ever super popular. And and I don't know if it, I don't think it, if it made the movies, if it made the movie theaters back in the day, it, I don't think it did all too hot, but Strangeland. With D. Snyder of Twisted Sister. Have you ever heard of that album or that? Oh, yeah. The movie. Oh yeah, that movie. It's actually somewhat of a uh, somewhat of an unspoken cult classic. You know, mm-hmm. people. Oh, I hear people talk about it, and maybe it's more about the music than the actual movie itself. 
it's been a long, long time since I saw the movie itself. It was on cable at one point in time, and I don't remember everything about it. It was just some weird movie with a lot of, basically featuring a lot about like a underground, you know, scenes and whatnot, underground counterculture scenes, mm-hmm. uh, especially like, I guess some uh, BDSM type clubs you want to say involved in yeah. the movie, but I don't know everything about it either other than yeah you you know d snyder was in it that was a big deal that's what i remember about it yeah there was only it it happened to been on like showtime or hbo it was something where it was already back you know back in the day where we didn't have streaming or you can just pull up a brand new movie right away so obviously it had its time in the movie theaters uh made it to the premium movie channels and i think it just had them on recently this is when i'm still like man i'm still like in college and i think i was home for the weekend uh at my parents house and uh, I'm a big head PE guy as far as like the earlier albums. Um, and I remember it was, yeah, D Snyder, he's all pierced and he's suspended like on these chains or something and spinning around. I heard Serpent Boy by Head PE. And again, it was one of those things like I kind of had it in, in the background. I heard that song and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah, it's Head PE, man. And that kind of got me drawn into the movie a little bit to check it out. I mean, I watched it for a little bit later, but. That every time I hear about that movie, that's the first thing I go to. So, as yeah, so Head P's on there, but also we have Seven Dust with Breathe, um, Snots on here with Absent. I believe it's a, a live uh, cut of that. Um, Co Chamber is on here as well with Not Living. So, like, you got him. And oh, hey, look who it is. It's Marilyn Manson. He's <laughs> so he's on here too with Sweet Tooth, a badass track from Soulfly, Eye for an Eye. Uh, so right after Eye for an Eye is when you hear Serpent Boy on track 12. And then you had some old school kid rock with Fuck Off. And I, I listened to that just for the hell of it. Because I've, I've never been like the biggest kid rock. I like a couple of his singles when they first came out. But I, I was never like, oh my god, kid rock. But That's a track with Eminem on it also, though, too. I mean, that was uh, the two big Detroit up-and-coming uh, artists at the time. You know, both one rapper and one, you know rap rock related and kid rock and, and eminem on a track together was a big deal just because of how hot and up and coming they were at the time oh for sure yeah and and this is in um 98 so this is like yeah right when they're ramping up so um yeah, without, a, without a cause and everything oh yeah yeah so i mean he was super super huge super popular so and then uh they had some group called clay people um i don't think they're new metal uh but after that Boy, man, people, i do know that sounds like a uh okay, i don't know I, I think that's like a uh like a 90s alt rock band if i'm not mistaken i'd have to god i want to look that yeah, up it doesn't okay. sound like like if, if i'm a new metal band or i'm starting one i'm not naming it clay people so <laughs> that's for sure but uh after that you do have oh wait no oh no they're a techno rock outfit from new york they've been around since 89 no kidding yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So techno rock, you know, okay. Well, that makes sense too. There was a lot of, you know, techno and industrial music right. in the, in the album, on the, in the movie itself, which there was a lot of like, because of the kind of scene, the club scenes that the movie was, you know, going to or whatever, industrial music, very common. Yeah. Those, yeah. That was movie. Totally, totally makes sense. Uh, but yeah, you'd have System of a Down with Marmalade. Uh, and then it finishes out with Nashville Pussy in Crisis. So 
but yeah, between you know System of Down, Kid Rock, Headpiece, Soulfly, you have Cold Chamber, uh, Snots, Seven Dust. So I was like, yeah, this this is a pretty damn good uh, good mix here. So that was my second yeah, no, favorite one. This is a great yeah, this is a great soundtrack to me for one of the big biggest introductions to this to uh, a band on the offer of this soundtrack from this movie is the band uh, Bile with the song in League. Mm-hmm. It's a great industrial-ish metal uh, song. It's very dry. It's a very, it's a much more driven song than a lot of their other songs to me that I've heard from them from Bile. But yeah, in League, it's, it's great because it's, I don't know, it, they, they got it, the chorus of that song. It just kicks in with this fucking badass double kick drum. I don't know. I, I, I was introduced to that song from that movie. They actually are performing the song in a club in the movie itself. And it's kind of like funny. They're like wearing um these neon clothes or whatever you want to say. They're under black light. So, you know, they got like neon orange and green showing up while they're performing. And they got these masks. And then as the song goes on, they're like tearing the masks off their face and stuff like that. So, but and that's a, in League by Bile is a song that I still fucking love rocking to this day. It's a great song. Just, I love the way that, especially the way those, I was talking about already, the way those kick drums just kick in during the chorus. Mm-hmm. Very driven song. Yeah. So, I mean, well-rounded soundtrack for sure. It's, it's uh, definitely, definitely one that when I was thinking initially uh, for you know, like, okay, I got to get a list here together. That was already fresh on my mind. I, I remember that this Strangeland soundtrack was good. I just didn't remember like who's all on it again. Cause I knew head P was. That was the one that I knew for sure. And then when I looked through it, I'm like, oh yeah, like this is it's pretty well-rounded, man. P- pretty good. Um, but we've come to my number one, and this may might be your number one too. I I I don't want to speak for you, but 2003, Freddy versus Jason. This album is um, this soundtrack album's fucking sick. Um, it's got it, it's just straight up heavy soundtrack and it's another one of those like we're talking with one of the other soundtracks earlier in this episode where 2003 it's a little bit of a, a blend of like new metal with the up and coming kind of metalcore um new wave of heavy metal bands yeah, yeah exactly yep you, you you nailed it so um starts out with il nino another solid uh one of my favorite new metal bands with oh, can How I I love, dude, that's a great song dude i just hell yeah it, it's the way the voc- especially vocally, and uh, God, that's just—I don't know what else to say. I, I love that song, with or without this out, without this, with or without this soundtrack. I just love that that song in and of itself. Yeah, and it was, was, it was the big, yeah, big hit off of Confessions. Great track. Um, and then it, and then it follows up with um, one of my favorite bands. That's a non-new metal, Kill Switch Engage. When Darkness Falls, that's actually the first time I ever ever heard of Kill Switch Engage was thanks to the really? soundtrack, which is interesting. Yeah. But yeah, that's a that's a good song. Great band. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it starts out new metal, goes metalcore, and then oh, we're gonna go new metal, classic new metal band, Spine Shank with beginning of the end. So great track. So we're we're already starting like three for three in my opinion on this album. So we're going new metal, Phil Nino, over to metalcore with Killswitch Engage, and then right back into new metal with Spine Shank, beginning of the end. So it's it's a good start to this soundtrack track listing for sure. And then uh, moving on, we got some more new metal for you with Mushroom Head, Sun Doesn't Rise. And Tom, I, I, Sun Doesn't Rise, was I like, I, I'll, I'll admit I was never the biggest Mushroom Head fan, but it, it, would it be safe to say like that was like their 
number one hit or like their most famous song? Mm. I, or, I don't know if I'd say Sundown Desert Rise or if it was, um, I cannot think of it, Solitaire Unraveling. I think oh, that's be a, the song. Would probably be their their real bigger hit, but I'd, I would say Sundown Desert Rise is very close behind it if it isn't the bigger one. I don't know. That's that's a that's a bit of a toss-up, but um, I mean, they around that time, they actually had quite a few hits. I mean, that's a very difficult one to say. And now this one, this was off of, yeah, their 13... Uh, album, let's see, Third, Sun Desert Rise and Solitaire Unraveling on that one, or was it on the? Uh, I don't know. Oh, anyway, sorry. But Sun Desert Rise, I would say definitely a. a big it's like one a from one, but, but like a number two or one B at least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. So uh, again, a, another you know popular song by Mushroom Head. Um, and then right after that, one of your favorite bands, uh, Hatebreed, Condemned Until Rebirth. So I mean, th- this thing is just like one hit right after the other. And then one thing I do love on track six is a demo from Slipknot, Snap. Have you ever heard this song? I mean, it's totally like, it, it, it. again, it's one of those songs where I could see this totally being on their debut album. It, it totally fit the whole vibe and everything. Uh, unfortunately, I, I cannot say that I remember hearing it explicitly. I might have heard it and I was like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's Slipknot. But I don't know it offhand, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I guarantee you, man, if you ever listen to it, you're like, OK, yeah, it, it's totally fits within their, you know, within the first Slipknot album. Uh, it's totally it, it's sick, dude. It's really good. Uh, crazy, psychotic, kind of like a you know, real fast type of chorus. It's it's definitely vintage Slipknot. Um, and then after that, uh, a band, a band I like a lot, Chimera, Army of Me. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So this is right around the area where, you know, they're coming off of um, Pass Out of Existence going into Impossibility of Reason. So they were, you know, definitely like new metal within um, within a more <laughs> metalcore sound, a group metal and metalcore sound. Yeah, they were definitely new metal during Pass Out of Existence. And then, you know, going in Impossibility of Reason, they hung on to like a little bit. But then, yeah, they're kind of moving into that, like that new wave of, Amer- you know, heavy American metal and and, uh, you know, like groove metal. Uh, but Army of Me, it, it definitely has got like a, I don't know, a little bit of like a newish vibe to it. Uh, still a good song. Uh, it's really good. So following that, you have From Autumn, uh, Autumn to Ashes, obviously non-new metal band, but then we're going to uh, Yeah, go... they're a great band, though. I love yeah, them, though. Yeah. I, I really do. I think yeah, they're a so, great band. So, uh, it's the After Dinner Payback. Uh, that's the track that they have. And then come in right after that, you have Seven Dust. So we're right back into new metal with Leech, which is a great song. And, and I understand that if I'm remembering correctly, right around when Animosity came out, and I don't think, and this is another one where I think it just didn't make the cut, but it's, it's such a good song. I'm like, another B side that we're, made it to a soundtrack. Yeah. It's like we've had one from Taproot. We've had one from Seven Dust. We've had one from Slipknot. And, and these are all like really, really good songs. I'm just, Sometimes I just wonder because I know like a lot of times when you read interviews with bands, they're like, oh, yeah, we wrote about, you know, 30 to 50 songs. Sometimes people say like up to like 100, which is mind boggling. Yeah, we had to cut it down to you know 11 or 12. And I just sometimes I'm just like, well, if you're going to throw away the song and not do anything now, obviously they didn't just completely throw it away. They threw in a soundtrack, but just still gets me wondering. I'm like, who didn't think that this was like worthy of sticking on the album? I, I don't know. So. But yeah, Leech by Seven Dust, fantastic. And then after that, we have Power Man 5000, which now that I'm thinking about it, we're seeing them quite a bit on, on these um, soundtracks. 
uh, Bombshell. So that was um, another hit of theirs. Yeah, they were they were getting a lot of radio play at the time. Mm-hmm. Worlds Collide obviously was a was a breakthrough hit for them, but um, Bombshell was another big one. Those yeah. were, and then like, um, I think Nobody's Real was another one off of that album that was all pretty big radio staples at the time. So not surprising that they would be on all these different um, soundtracks at the time. Yeah, so yeah, you have that, um, and then it follows up with two more songs. Now, mind you, 20 tracks on this bad boy. So on tracks 11 and 12, it, you got Murder Dolls and Seether, um, and then it goes to Stone Sour with Inside the Cynic. I believe this was off their first album where, you know, it, it definitely was It was a heavier, hard-hitting one. I think the longer that Stone Sour kind of kept going, it was less heavy. It was more just kind of like rock, hard rock. Um, but Inside the Cynic, that that's a good one. And then it moves into the next track, Devil Driver. So obviously Devil Driver's not new metal, but you got, you know, um, Dez. Singer's Dez from Cold Chamber, so. Exactly. So a track called Swing in the Dead, which, you know, it's new metal uh, adjacent, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) New metal metal, metal connection through Dez, but they were more obviously a little bit more of just a heavy metal, extreme metal, whatever kind of sound instead of being new metal right um, right groove metal whatever you want to call it yeah but again totally fits this uh soundtrack here followed by sepultura featuring mike Patton, which is badass song called the waste um not new metal but definitely a good track and then here's another one here's another gem that i haven't heard in a long time i listened to it last night i I forgot how good this song is um and i believe this might have been like their only hit but it tracks 16 group called the blank theory with middle of nowhere uh no, but I do remember hearing the Blank Theory before. They're another one of those just under the radar, back in the day kind of bands, you know. But if you listen to them, it's like, oh yeah, this uh banging, you know, new metal band and everything. Oh man, yeah, it just I, I forgot how good that song was. So definitely, if if you want to kind of take yourself, you know, back to but you know when 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 new metal was in the thick of things, yeah, Blank Theory, Middle of Nowhere, solid song. And then we're not done yet. We still got a couple more. After that, you have Nothing Face with Ether, which I love. That's off the Skeletons album. That's a great that's track a great, right there. Yeah. And <laughs> that's one of their more popular tracks, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess it's also a song that is, it's a political song, really. It's, it's actually um, a commentary on George W. Bush uh, when he was mm-hmm. president, his, his policies on the Middle East and such. But that was a bit of a staple back then, too, you know, um, as far as. Know, new metal songs that are, aren't quite the mainstream ones, but definitely very well recognized. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, Nothing Face definitely had a presence in the whole new metal realm. Um, they were definitely a, a band, and, and they were probably even one of those bands, too, that they were on a lot of the festivals. They were supporting acts. I mean, obviously, they had some of their headlining, but they were definitely playing with the big boys um, in the scene, for sure. So, uh, yeah, Ether, fantastic track. Uh, after that, you had Trigger by In Flames, which In Flames love that track. Fucking great, That's, yeah, dude. It, it, it's it, a that, great that, song. Like, it, as soon as the the riff kicks in, it's like hell yeah. And you know, again, I can't really call it new metal, but it's again fantastic. And then Flame of God, Eleventh Hour. I was like, okay, this this just keeps getting better and better. Um, and then it, if and then it finishes out with Typo Negative. I mean, front to back, fantastic um, soundtrack. This would have to be my favorite one. And even if you take away the the metalcore and just solely focused on 
the new metal tracks on here. Again, Il Nino, Spineshank, Mushroom Head, Slipknot. I'm going to throw in Chimera, Seven Dust, um, Power of Man of Thousands kind of there, but not really. Um, Blank Theory and Nothing Face. Uh, fantastic, dude. It just I, this this would probably after all the ones that we talked about would probably have to be my favorite soundtrack out of the bunch. Ah, I mean it's undeniable that how the movie featured you know a lot of these bands in the movie itself, not just on the soundtrack. At the opening credits are Spine Shanks beginning of the end. Then there's the video for. Il Nino's How Can I Live, which is kind of like it's a in the video, it's a girl running away from a some kind of killer or whatever, you know, and she trips and falls and then she's like seeing the band perform through like a sewer grater or something like that, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> it was one of those ones where it's very heavily tied to the movie. Yeah, all these awesome bands just it's it, it was a it was definitely a transitional you know, time period for music from the late 90s, right around 2000, sound of rock and new metal into the next wave of, of heavy metal bands, up and coming bands that were going to be that, you know, were becoming more popular in America or whatever, just gaining popular period. I was like, Kill Switch Engage and In Flames. I mean, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Kill Switch Engage and Lamb of God and In Flames was great, was gaining popularity in. America Devil Driver was was uh coming up and just really good timepiece soundtrack for these are like songs that aren't all necessarily aren't all necessarily songs that you automatically think of when it comes to these bands per se cuz I would say like right. I wouldn't say beginning of the end is like when I think of Spine Shank I think of that song automatically but it is a good representation of the band, I guess I would say. For and sure, yeah. For it to come out at that time when some of these bands weren't really at the peak, but were still, but they were still recognized. I would say other bands mm-hmm. were were becoming more popular. You know, at this time, it's kind of you know just undeniable how you know for music lovers, for rock and metal lovers, how much this soundtrack was both an exposure and a representation of just heavy, heavier music at the time. Yeah, I, I think it was just very well put together. Really, when you listen to the songs, too, it totally fit. I mean, you know, it's pretty, pretty versus Jason, man. So, I mean, just, just the whole vibe. The, they, they, they did a good job of this one. So, have to be uh, my favorite one. So, that's, that's, uh, that's all the ones that we covered. That's our list. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I, I'm curious to see what everybody else is um, new metal soundtracks. There could be even some that we somehow missed, and and it and it's gonna really suck if it's one where it's like, shit, I've seen that movie, I love that movie. How could I, how could I have forgotten it? You know. I'm gonna mention here a couple other soundtracks that aren't as heavy, uh, you know, with the new metal bands, but they will have, you know, some new metal bands featured on them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I was looking up bands, you know, that were on you know, certain soundtracks or whatever. And Korn was actually on the I Know What You Did Last Summer soundtrack, which looking back, I wouldn't have really thought about them being on that because, I mean, they weren't that they weren't that big yet. And it wasn't really, kind of, it was like, you know, the Teen Slasher theme, but it was, but before 2000-ish or whatever, to, or whatever, did that even come out? 
I know what you did last summer. I'm looking up when that was released. Released in 97, okay. So I know what you did last summer was released in 97. You know, Core has been out for a few years now, but new yeah. metal sound wasn't really popping like it was now, like it was later on in 2000 or so. Uh, but Corn, you know, being featured on that soundtrack, and I don't really sit there and, you know, associate Corn with that movie at all whatsoever, but they were on the soundtrack for it with the song Proud. Talk, you talked about Matrix Reloaded, movie from 2003, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But the first Matrix Matrix movie featured Rammstein with Duhast and Deftones with My Own Summer. Yep. So those are a couple of, you know, new metal. Well, Rammstein is, you know, new metal adjacent, but they come up, you know, when they when spoken about new metal at the time, especially Duhast of all of all tracks. Really, if you have to sit there and say Rammstein is new metal for any reason it's simply because of duhast it's it was you know right time the riff type of deal yeah the riff yeah that's pretty much you know it just has enough of a new metal you know feeling to it to be new metal but not really something where it makes all of rammstein new metal for any reason but of course like i said there's one of my favorite songs also you know my own summer by by deftones now the next thing i'm going to bring up is the what the, it's called Spawn the album. It's the soundtrack for the Spawn movie that was released in, uh, I was going to say. That also came out uh, in 97. Yeah, 97, sorry. Yeah, it was. it's the soundtrack for the album that came out in, or for the movie that came out in 97. And what that album is, for anybody who's not familiar for, for whatever reason, I highly doubt it, that if you're listening to this podcast that you don't know about it, but if you don't, it was actually like, an album where they took rock and metal bands and they paired them with electronica music or music bands. And you got built one of the big ones off of that was Filter and Crystal Method with Can't You Trip Like I Do. It's the opening track for the album. It was a a pretty big hit. It was in pretty constant rotation on MTV at the time. I remember that. But it, I mean, it, it was mainly like a lot, of, like I said, a lot of rock bands working electronic bands. One of the ba- one of the reasons it comes up in new metal talks is because it had a track from Corn with the uh, electronica group, the Dustbusters. Uh, God, Dustbusters. The Dustbusters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Corn with the electronica group, <laughs> the Dust Brothers, with a song go. called "Kick the PA." <laughs> And I like that song a lot, actually. Um, but Kick the PA was kind of was one of those um, those kind of B side unreleased tracks that you know Corn ended up lending to the album as an original instead of just you know remixing one that was from one of their one, something that was already recorded and released on another album. Another great track on there that I love is um, the song "Torn Apart" by uh, Stabbing Westward with Josh Wink who is another electronic artist that I knew before this album came out even and two great, you know, acts working together on a song that yeah, I, I really love. That was just, that was a good one. But they also had Marilyn Manson with sneaker, sneaker pimps. pimps. Yeah. And long road, Lauren hard road out of hell. That's a, uh, that one was pretty well known. Although when it was like released on MTV, it was only credited as Marilyn Manson. I never saw it credited with sneaker pimps as well. So I don't know what the story is about that, but and but then again, Marilyn Manson released a book 
named Lawn Hard Road out of hell, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Otherwise, I mean, you have uh, Tom Morello with The Prodigy, a song called One Man Army. Well, The Prodigy, or some, some people know him as just Prodigy, the song Firestarter, for people who don't recognize that. It's got some, you know, these bands that are new metal or new metal related to some degree, working with electronica bands. It was just a very, I don't know. I For me, I loved the album. I still listen to the album here and there. Uh, but I think it's one of those ones, maybe it didn't really age that well. But I think it was a good album for people who maybe listen to more rock and metal bands to be introduced to a lot more electronica acts. And the Spawn movie itself is one of those movies that's like, uh, it's, it's both a cult classic and a cult joke at the same time because of how... The, it's toned down. The movie is so toned down from the source material. The source material itself is very, you know, graphic and vulgar. And then they made a, a PG-13 movie out of it. It was such a joke. But <sighs> it's still, it's, it's spawned though at the same time because it's, it's, it was this dark anti-hero coming up a few years later after like another comic book based movie, anti-hero The Crow. With another great soundtrack at the time, obviously. Yeah. Not really new yeah. metal, but, you know, very great soundtrack too. But Agreed. so the mid 90s had a lot of these, you know, kind of, you know, edgelord, anti hero, you know, darker subject, you know, you know, media out there between comics and movies and Spawn being one of them that came out at the time with a very uncommon type of soundtrack too, on top of that. Did it didn't really use previously recorded or released or popular songs on the radio at the time. Most of these were basically remixes, but, you know, a lot of artists, you know, working together for a, a blended genre soundtrack overall, rock and metal with electronica. So, but you'll hear a lot of the, you'll hear Spawn brought up here and there. Like I said, probably mainly because Corn and the Dust Brothers with Kick the PA. I don't know. I, I just wanted to bring it up because like I said, it's another one a lot of people mention, you know, when it comes to music and the era and the new metal era and everything like that. So I can't believe I did this, Tom. I think I accidentally left one out. And this is one I, I, I'll just do super quick. But I uh, came out in 2000. Oh. I thought I did Scream 3. Did I did I not talk about that one? Uh, that might have been what you uh, were about to talk to when I uh, talk about when I had to go take care of my dogs or something. So sorry, I might have interrupted your. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's all good. I was just like, how did I miss it? But um, this actually, yeah, Scream 3, this, oh, man, this this one might actually possibly be in my top five. I'd have to bump one out. But check this out. 2018 songs. Um, It's got Wait and Bleed by Slipknot, Suffocate by Finger Eleven, Spiders by System of a Down, Fall by Seven Dust, Time Bomb by Godsmack, Tyler's Song by Cold Chamber, so Real by Static X. You got Incubus in there with Crowded Elevator. Oh, and then uh, that Debonair uh, by Dope. That's on that one. Okay. Power Man 5000, Get On, Get Off. Wanna Be Martyr, fantastic track by Full Devil Jacket. You had Orgy on there with Dissension. Crawl by Stain. Fucking love that track. Um, so yeah, like 18 tracks on there. That's, that's, a, that's a really solid one right there. Um, especially been around that time. We do have to talk about the uh, the the mark the the stain on the whole album. Unfortunately, it starts off with a Creed song with "What If." I know, but you know uh, what? I gotta make I gotta make a confession, dude. I I left that out on purpose, but I, I still kind of like that song. I, I don't mind that song. It's not a horrible yeah. song, but come on, I kind of dig it's it. Just, 
I, it's it's Creed. It's kind of like it's kind of it like it's kind of one of those things where look where after looking back, it's like yeah, what a joke. But you know, it, it's not a right. Ho- it's not a horrible. So I guess I uh, here's one of the things actually. It, it wasn't as overplayed on the radio, or whatever. Like other Creed songs, Creed was all over the place, oh, all yeah. over you know contemporary rock radio and everything like that. And it, it's not. It may not be a horrible song. And maybe it's one of those ones you can at least tolerate because it's not all over the place like it was with other songs. But it is kind of, you know, of a hokey song in a way too. Uh, like the, the chorus to me kind of gets to me, but uh, the rest of the song's not that bad. Yeah, I, I gotta admit, I I, I still kind of like that track. But um, yeah, which to me, I'm like, cool. Like it's it's on the uh, soundtrack, which is pretty sweet. But yeah, this one I had to mention because it it has a lot of good stuff on here. So throughout all these, we've seen a lot of System of a Down. We've seen a lot of Slipknot, a lot of Marilyn Manson, a lot of Seven Dust. Uh, a lot of bands that were just really on top on the top of the the game and on on yeah. top of like a lot of the rock and metal rock and metal spheres at the time it's undeniable you know how much these bands were you know all over the place and how how big these bands were when it came to you know basically selling these kind of albums cuz really soundtracks weren't like about the being for the boobies as much as they were like kind of like uh sampler CDs or promotional tools for a lot of these bands, you know, and especially it's probably kind of, uh, you know, cheap to, for the distribution companies to kind of like license these songs for the movies and for the compilation, the soundtrack compilations that they're going to release and make money off of and whatnot. That's, mm-hmm. that's one of the things. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think, I think that kind of encaptures our deep dive into new metal soundtracks. So a uh, lot of good ones there for you guys to choose from. Um, and we can go ahead and, like I said, like we'll, we'll put the full list and, and our favorites on, on a post here uh, once once we get this episode yeah, published. Yeah, I would so. love to hear what other people say are new metal soundtracks to them or that were popular at the time in general that, you know, maybe I haven't thought about, uh, one of us haven't thought about, because I kind of have a rougher memory when it comes to Things from around 2000 to 2003 ish for some reason. I don't know how to say just general like pop popular media and everything like that. I mean, granted, like 9-11, I mean, all that stuff probably probably was, you know, a, uh, a huge factor in that to a degree. Uh, I mean, 9-11 made it very difficult for for heavier music at the time to kind of really break through due to what was going on, you know, socially and politically at the time. Yeah, but it was certainly fun to kind of just do a deep dive and just rediscover some of these because, like I said, there's little gems in here where it's like, oh, yeah, like these are not on albums or B-sides or they were specifically done. Uh, It was really fun, like I said, to listen to Chester Bennington do a song in the style of Jonathan Davis, which was really cool. So uh, it was just it was just a fun little, you know, deep dive into these. Um, But yeah, yeah, those uh, like we said in the heyday most of them are around 2000 to 2003 but if there's any that we missed uh that are solid can't wait to hear if anybody's got those i uh, would love to check those out and see how they stack up against um some of our favorites so uh that'll finish it for that segment uh but we're gonna move on because there is actually some new metal news going on we got a couple of uh, headlines that we came across that we thought were um Pretty significant, but um, I'll, I'll let you take the t- uh, the first one here, Tom. One of the things that actually came up within the last day or two from us recording this podcast was an article, a story that's been circulating on different 
rock and metal uh, websites and Facebook pages was about um, Jonathan Davis of Corn commenting on uh, a bit of a you know the new metal revival that's going on, and he was talking about a band that he uh, you know enjoys that's part of this new metal revival per se. In the article, uh, you got a quote here. It says, uh, it says, I'm glad it's back, but the, no, the whole new metal thing is just whatever. Ha <laughs> ha. I like this one band called Wargasm. They're pretty cool. They're heavy. They're new and different. Jonathan Davis in this article uh, mentions the band Wargasm. I'm not even that familiar with them other than they are touring with Limp Bizkit, if I'm not mistaken. They are, uh, yeah. And, and, and I actually... Uh, check these guys out. Just just listen online a couple weeks ago when I heard about the new uh, lineup that was going out with Limp Biscuit, and it was one of those where I was like, okay, like never heard of these guys before. I want to give it a spin, and I mean, it's I'll be honest, it's nothing that grabbed me. I'm I was surprised that Jonathan Davis didn't pick you know Tetrarch or Tala or yeah. Kane Hill or yeah, I mean like there's got to be some some of those other bands it, that are coming up, yeah, that are you know heavily mentioned with the new metal revival here. So, but I mean, Hey, we're mentioned. Yeah, I was surprised of his choice to be honest. Yeah. And then, and then of course it always seems like, you know, the, the, the godfathers of new metal, they're like, yeah, it's cool. I guess. Um, I, I we never really were new metal. We don't really like new metal. It's like, okay guys. <laughs> yeah, we get I, it. I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I guess it's like, okay, but yeah, it was it was an interesting choice. Yeah, because when I was reading the article, I'm like, all right, who's he gonna mention? I saw Wargasm. I'm like, all right. I mean, yeah, they they are different. I'll, I'll give him that much, but but at least I think he acknowledges that it is like he does agree that yeah, there is there is a revival. We are in the midst of yeah. it. We're all seeing it. Which, you know, fantastic. Yeah, somebody who's you know so heavily associated with the genre. I mean, Corn is. I they're not really the god. Fathers, they're the progenitors of the of the genre, really. Mm-hmm. Everybody will will say that, and for him to kind of basically recognize it, as you're saying, and then you know also talk about these bands that are, are bring the sound back as as such, and for him to recognize that as well is a pretty big deal. But he's been pretty big on bands that are new middle or new middle adjacent that are you know newer, younger, up and coming bands. Kind of helping getting them on out there. Um, I mean, there's Keen Eight Ten toured with Corn. Yeah, uh, back in true. back in the day, uh, they were one of their openers. So it's kind of the that was kind of one of those new metal or not. I you know that for although Memoirs of a was Memoirs of a Murderer that was a you know closely new metal related album. Corn's still kind of big on that. I think they're I think it's kind of good to know that he's still thinking about some of these newer up and coming bands and mentioning them in these articles and, you know, giving them some recognition, some exposure and whatnot. So. Yeah, sure. I mean, and if anything, they kind of give more attention to the genre and the new upcoming scene. I'm all for it. So yeah, regardless if exactly, I, I can't, that's why we're here. That, that's yeah, literally and, 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 why we're, we're, we're so big into this podcast is that yeah. we love <laughs> trying to help trying to be one of those, you know, podcasts out there to talk about not just, you know, be not just wax nostalgic about new metal, but also talk about how there is the up and coming and resurgence of new metal in, in, in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of the whole new metal revival, and, and we were talking that unfortunately, um, in, Index Case is no longer around. Well, there's a band that's coming back 
uh, that I like a lot, and it's probably one that we'll probably dig a little bit more deeper into if you've never heard of them. It's an Australian band called Sunk Lodo. Um, really, really good stuff. Uh, Chino, the Deftones, were really high on these guys and kind of helped them get a little bit more exposure. Um, kept them on to one of their tours, uh, like a like a summer festival, because he liked them so much. But yeah, Sunk Lodo, they're out of Australia, um, and they literally just made it official about a day or two ago. Um, after a 15-year hiatus, they're coming back. So it's been, you know, since 2007, and um, they're working on new stuff. They said that, you know, their official thing was, hey, guys, we're officially back. Thank you for all the love and support you've shown us on our return. Looking forward to giving you more exciting news. We love you. So, um, yeah, it just basically, it looks like they're ready to get it back going. Uh, can't wait to hear what these guys come out with. Um, but again, without talking about them too much, because we still want to go back into... Um, new metal outside of the U.S. These are definitely this is definitely one of those bands that um, we'll mention uh, once we hit um, Australia. That's exciting news, and it's good to see. And and I'm kind of hoping that more bands might want to come back together and ride the wave, man. I mean, it's it's water's good right now, so you might as, might as well jump in and you know let, let's hear some good stuff again. So for sure, for sure. I pretty sure I like their Facebook page, and I was. On Facebook, all of a sudden, you just started seeing activity from the page, you know, out of nowhere. And it's just like, oh, wow, you know, mm-hmm. Lodo after all this time. And they're a band that I really thought about in so long. They're not exactly as simple in my, in my catalog, but they definitely are I definitely a band to recognize. So it's good to see them, you know, come back and all that stuff and see what they, they put out. Yeah, yeah. It's going to definitely be pretty exciting. So once in... I started to see on Facebook where all of a sudden their page just was active because they had a new picture and people are like, whoa, crap, they haven't done shit in like, you know, a decade. And like, I'm sure their Facebook page was pretty much dead. And then all of a sudden there's life to it. And so I, I started kind of following them and I liked the page as well. And so I saw the good news the other day. I was like, okay, this is, this is great. So I had to make a post on, on our Facebook to just share with all you guys. So definitely looking forward to see what they're doing. And as far as a band, man, they're still doing it. They're, they're still kicking it and still doing awesome. Seven Dust, they're going to enter the studio this summer. So um, it's going to be their follow-up to the two, two, uh, 2020's Blood and Stone album. So basically, they're saying that they're just in demo mode right now. They're going to hit the studio in the summer. Um, just trying they're to get as many songs as they can. Also, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. They're, they're, they're always working, worried, man. So. Hardest working band out there, I'm telling you. that Those guys, like, they just they work their ass off. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're saying that probably around July or August of this year, they're going to hit the studio. And um, a- according to um, John Connolly, he was saying as far as like their direction of the music, he's saying for this new album, it's going to be kind of like very all over the place, but it's still going to kind of have that typical Seven Dust sound. Um, so it'll be kind of interesting. I, I I do think that, and, and I love the band, obviously, but, you know, af- after... Um, animosity and, and seasons they had good songs here and there but like as whole albums i don't know like it'd be kind of interesting to see if they can kind of recapture like like the earlier like home and animosity kind of vibe that's wishful thinking but i'm sure whatever they come out with there's at least always one or two songs out of every album that i enjoy from i, I won't be complaining about a new seven dust album for sure all right well i always kind of miss like some i would like to hear something that kind of it's a little bit more reminiscent of their very first album. Though, so, granted, their very first album was rather, this is a bit rough around the edges compared to what they released afterwards. Yeah. But 
I mean, I was listening to like Terminator by Seven Dust. Like, I would just love to hear a song that kind of reminds me of that again. You know, just that earlier, harsher Seven Dust sound that I that everybody really, you know, obviously they, they a lot of people they, they they were they were one of those bands where they were from the beginning gained a lot of notoriety and whatever, gained a lot of fans mm. from from the beginning. And later on, they 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 a little bit more. They weren't. I wouldn't say they 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 lightened up, but their their sound was definitely a little bit more, a little bit cleaner, a little bit smoother than it was from that first album. I'd like to hear something a little bit, you know, rougher and harsher again. Like you know, gr- grittier. Yeah, a yeah. little bit grittier. Seven Dust again. I would love to hear that. Just I, I'm not saying that they had to do that for everything. I'm not one of those people crying out for them to to be just like they were before. But I would just like to hear them actually bring that out again. You know, just. Bring a little bit more grit to to one or two of your tracks again, you know. For that's, sure, that's just yeah. how I see it. Still a great band, otherwise great band to see live. If for some reason, for whatever, for whatever reason, you have not seen them live, get your ass to it. One of their shows, God, they're they're great. Oh, and fantastic! I, I, such great probably, guys too. Yeah, it, yeah. Some of the the nicest dudes that I've ever met, and. Also, just for as far as a live show and how they sound and how tight, because they, these guys have literally like lived on the road for years because they, they had to 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 survive, really. Um, in my opinion, probably one of the best live acts uh, for like, you know, hard, you know, he- heavy music acts like just every time I see them and they kill it every single time. So, yeah, I, I'm 100 percent with Tom on that. Definitely got to see these guys live. I mean, do it right now because they have they're playing animosity front to back. I mean, I had to miss that, unfortunately, but. And you want to talk about a hell of a show. Yeah, go go see him. Absolutely. So, but yeah, that, that's the news. Uh, the the latest new metal news. And, and of course, anything else that we kind of come across, we'll be more than happy to, to share here on this podcast. Um, but we're going to be going a little bit back in time. It's time for the week in new metal. Um, this is covering everything from around May 15th to May 21st. And we're going to start off with um, one that you're going to be really interested in, Tom. So, Take yourself back to May 15th, 2001. Waking up, it's the release of a CD of one of your favorite bands. So you jump out of bed, you grab your $20 bill, you hop into your 92 Geo Metro, you're going straight to Circuit City, baby, because this is 2001, and uh, you just can't wait. I went to Best wait. Buy. They had better prices. <laughs> you, well, you went, you went to Circuit City and realized, oh, shit, this CD costs much. I'm going to Best Buy. That's right. So you go to Best Buy. Yeah, exactly. And you, you strut there and you grab it, get it checked out, and you pop in the CD of One Nation Under by From Zero. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn you, dude. You set me up for that. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. No, I like that band. That's right. I forgot. Oh, yeah, that, some... that was your memory, not mine. Yeah. That was my nightmare. <laughs> oh, dude. I, just, I was just cracking myself up. I was like, oh, I can't wait to tell Tom about this scenario. Yeah, so anyway, um, May 15th, 2001, One Nation Under, released by From Zero. Um, if, if you have just now listened to us, go back a few episodes about From Zero, and uh, you'll totally get why we're cracking up about that. Uh, but moving on uh, to May well, 16th. You know what's funny, too? I'll, I'll tell you, too. I uh-huh. had no idea about From Zero at the time that they were, you know, released their album or they were quote unquote big or whatever. I, I literally never even heard of From Zero until, you know, probably about ten years ago when I was looking up the new metal bands and everything really? like that again. Wow. Yeah. So I they weren't even they weren't even on my radar until, you know, say ten some years ago. And then I saw the video for 
check, check in, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. yeah, I I'm like I'm like, I like, I can't believe that this band I thought this band was a fucking joke. Like I said, I thought that's why I never heard of them because everybody else thought they were a joke. I didn't know that they were so, you know, liked otherwise. Yeah. But yeah, man. Yeah, I mean I you know, that's it, hey, it is what it is for me. I'm kinda glad then that I missed them at the time. Yeah, there you uh-huh. go. <laughs> so yeah, so um, on May sixteenth, we got a, we got a birthday. Uh, Sandy Sun, uh, Sandoval of uh, POD, uh, May sixteenth, nineteen seventy four. That was his birthday. Um, on May seventeenth of two thousand five, System of a Down releases Mesmerize. Uh, of course, they have the war protest song "Bring Your Own Bombs." Uh, that debuts at number one in America um, as their next album. Hypnotize, which is released six months later, which I almost kind of forgot. They did the Mesmerize and then the Hypnotize, um, which is kind of yep. interesting. They did that six months apart. So that was in 2005. Um, May 17th of 2019, uh, it was a new metal band from Germany, which we, I think when it came to like the European bands, I was thinking about mentioning these guys. They just missed a list of ones that we I wanted to kind of go a little bit more into depth, but uh, Emmy Bulls. They released a, a mixtape album that was just, it, the album was called Mixtape. It was all covers. Um, kind of sort of like what Flaw recently did with their uh, latest release. So um, that was just two years, or excuse me, two years ago. Uh, wow, we're in 2022. Uh, that was three years ago in 2019. And then on the date of May 19th, uh, 2015, Gold Chamber comes back. They released uh, Rivals, which was their first release since Dark Days of 2002. Which was a, I, I thought it was a pretty good album. It was just a shame that they couldn't stick around together because according to Dez, uh, there was some drug issues, addiction issues to where they couldn't keep it going. I think he was actually thinking about doing more than just the Rivals album and seeing if Cold Chamber could be a thing again. But um, unfortunately, that wasn't the, the, the case. But um, did you get it all into the Rivals album or? Probably not so much because I really, I... Loved Cold Chamber's first album, and then I heard Chamber Music, and I was really turned off by them, and I really didn't get that much into them again after that. Um, they were one of those bands that, like, okay, whatever, you guys are just kind of just making less interesting music to me, I guess, at the time. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Cold Chamber Rivals. Um, oh, this was... Oh, shit. God, I'm getting them mixed up with um, Dark Days. Uh, okay. Oh, shit. No, I'm getting that mixed up. <laughs> I was thinking about I was thinking about Dark Days, not not Rivals. I was, yeah, because because Rivals like the most recent one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was I I got distracted while you were talking there. My bad. I wasn't paying attention to what year you're talking about. Okay. Well, I'll, maybe <laughs> I'll edit this to to be a little bit more coherent. It's all good. Uh, you know what? That was the the big deal with um Rivals and like Cold Chamber reuniting and, and making a new album here, right? Mm-hmm. And. I listened to it. It was all right. It was an all right album. Nothing really great. I owe you nothing. Not bad. But I really can't think of any other songs in the uh, the album that I that I can stick with me for any reason. I I did go see them when they were touring after releasing this album, and that was a really badass show, honestly. Because they toured. They toured basically supporting this album, right? Is that uh, yeah, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. that tour, if they if not mistaken, the tour that I saw them with was they had American Head Charge, Combat Christ, and I don't remember the other band that was on there with them. I'd have to look this up. They had Filter, Comb Christ, and American Head Charge, which... Yes, right. Filter was on there. Filter played before them. 
I was, it was weird how many people were at the cold chamber show and didn't give a shit about filter. I'm like, how the fuck do you not give a shit about filter? I'm like, I can understand if you, you're you're into quote unquote heavier music, but it's filter. I mean, they were they've been around forever and they've been a yeah. Uh, I I don't know why why especially at it wasn't like it was for like Devil Driver. It was for Cold Chamber. It was like you know, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I was. I, it was it's the people that I was around that didn't give a shit about filter. I'm like. Fuck, I mean, <laughs> at least respect the band. They they they've been around for a long enough time. They have they have a lot of hits, and they're you know a nine inch nails spinoff basically. So well, right, yeah, and and I don't think that filter. I mean, I wouldn't say it's like the perfect matchup as far as a lineup with Cold Chamber, but it's at the same time, it's not like wow, we have this band that it's not like it's like fucking Counting Crows with. With cold chamber, yeah, it's exactly, that makes no sense. Exactly. Filter, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It's it's a little bit different. It's not the exact same, but I think it fits fine. Um, and they're an industrialish yeah. band. They're an industrial. They exactly. have industrial elements in there. They're they're a little bit more, you know, kind of hard rock or whatever. But they have their industrial elements, and you know, Combat Christ, you know, an industrial band or whatever too. So uh, I don't know. I don't know why there was so much disdain over having Filter on that lineup. But whatever, that was a really good show, though. That was especially because that was the first time I got to see Combat Christ live, and it was just the fucking energy from Combat Christ at the time. You know, I didn't expect that. You know, and I really, mm-hmm. I've heard of Combat Christ, but it wasn't really anything I really, truly, you know, gravitated to when it came to their music. And I listen, I do listen to industrial metal, but never really gravitated to Combat Christ. But that live show was fucking amazing. On that, I mean, he was you know, probably right behind Cold Chamber as far as the energy goes during their set. They're, you know, nice. they're one of the surprising acts on that, on that tour. So, yeah, I mean, and, and lucky you, you got to see Cold Chamber. I never got to see them live. So that's one. Of them. Uh, they're not even, that's not even the first time. That's probably like the third or fourth time I got to see Cold Chamber. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I don't doubt that, man. I just, I, I, not like that I said, I one of my favorite, to. one of my favorite, you know, most memorable shows of all time was Cold Chamber and Seven Dust touring together. And seeing them uh, play at the rave, God, that was just that was just such a high energy show. It was amazing. So yeah, got got, got to see them, you know, probably for the last time now, because mm-hmm. there's just no, I you know, I heard it from a a source that there is literally no chances of Cold Chamber getting together and playing. I guess you know, there's, I mean, it's it's a fucking, I don't know, it's beyond a snowball's chance in hell. I mean, it's it, it's there's like no chance you'll see Cold Chamber together again, unfortunately. Yeah, and and of course Meigs is now with Gemini Syndrome, so he's kind of doing his thing there. It just it sounds like they try to get back together, and it just like it's just not gonna work going forward. So if you if you do enough research, you'll find that just the the tension and and disagreements between Meigs and and Dez is just it's just too much for them to work together again. You know, it's amazing that we even got a fourth album by them when yeah. it comes to it. You know, so, you know, so long after Dark Days that, you know, you'll just probably never hear about them, you know, working together again. Uh, speaking of Meeks, uh, sad news for him. A uh, one of his guitars, like a one of a kind main gu- made guitar for him uh, was stolen recently. Uh, so, oh, man. Yeah, it's just. I hope it gets recovered or whatever. And this comes from somebody who I've had one of my, uh, uh, I had a custom made guitar of mine stolen. And so I've been, you know, I feel for him and 
somebody who actually gets to do that for you know for a living and one of his treasured custom made guitars gets stolen from him sad yeah you, you do hear a lot about that i remember hearing with chevelle that their whole um trailer uh was was stolen and mm-hmm. i'm just like you know like how, how could people be so shitty man and that's the other thing it's like and, uh, and and then there's all you know some people are probably like oh well they're rock stars they could afford it. it's like no not really man no, and, not and really that, that that's their tool that they need to do their job and this is their you know life that they're doing like come on just don't be a dick don't be stealing stuff but yeah you know some people probably think it's it's not so big of a deal but you know they do bring like some some of their like more covered their more um, it's their babies some yeah. of their favorite like, like some of their favorite gear they do bring on them with tour and it's kind of sucks because you do realize it is a risk, but they they want to perform with these, you know, instruments that, you know, like I said, custom made for them. They want to show them off and possibly for promotional reasons or just for the reason that they enjoy those guitars or they're actually, you know, made for the performance side of the of the songs and touring and whatnot versus what they recorded with, you know, that's and they buy high quality gear because you, you want to hear high quality sound on tour and all that stuff. And you buy, you know, you can buy the best you can afford and whatever for the best sound on tour. These aren't cheap guitars that they're usually performing with. You know, they're not some secondhand. I've been as geo off the wall that they're, they're <laughs> performing with. And like I said, especially, especially if they have any kind of sponsorship deals, they're going to be touring using those guitars. Those aren't going to be, they're going to be possibly, you know, a signature line custom made guitars for them to use on tour that they actually kind of, I want to say, uh, it may not be contractually per se, but they're going to be some kind of agreement where they will play songs using those guitars to, as part of a endorsement deal. So mm-hmm. yeah, it still sucks either way. Stop, stop stealing shit, people. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah. and, um, oh yeah. So, and, and just to round it out, not it's a big deal, but uh Papa Roach released Crooked Teeth on May 19th, 2017, which uh, it wasn't really new metal, but, have been new battle before so i thought i'd stick that in as well and yeah it's it's papa roach so uh yeah there you go that's that's the history i have for this week in new metal and uh boy this this has been a fun episode dude pretty meaty a lot of good stuff it's fun diving into the soundtracks um but what i'm excited about is that it's my turn to do to listen to a blind listen so you got something for me right i do yes I hope you have not heard this band before. It's a small chance you have. They've been around for a few years now. But I keep hearing them on the rock radio, new metal station that I, I bring up a lot because that's actually is how I listen to a lot of new metal bands and how I, you know, get exposure to some of these lesser known new metal bands. Uh, this is a band out of, I believe, Germany, if I'm not mistaken. And they are a okay. band called Do, I believe. I believe it's called D O. D-O-U-X. I, I'm, I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it, or unless it's Dukes. I don't know. It's no. D-O-U-X. Do you know this band by chance? No, which is awesome. So I'm already excited. I never heard of them, but it's funny. So they're from Germany, but do. I it, believe. It, almost sounds, it, it sounds like it's it like It sounds French, like a French like part, band. Part do, yeah. you know? <laughs> Let me look it up real quick. I don't want to be an idiot, but I want to I want to make sure that this is who I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, they're from Germany. I'm, I'm correct. Okay, good, good. I believe I you, yeah. They are from just, Germany. Yeah. I, cool. I, well, you know, my memory, and uh, when I look up some of these things, sometimes I get mixed up, you know, whatever. I mean, I've gotten mixed up about other bands. I used to think that Infected Rain was from Germany for a long time until 
I was doing research on them again, and yeah, they're from you know Republic of Moldova or whatever. Uh, um, I've I've done that myself plenty of times too, man. <laughs> okay, so cool, so, dude. All right, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna link you here a, a a song by them. It is called Unhit. It's a pretty short song. It's only about three minutes. Okay, here we go. Bazinga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many respect to all my dead friends, but I can tell the numerous Still none of them hurt me, right? But they blame me like back when ah, It's not only in English, could you feel since? Does you look like you've seen my spare many cowards? Wrong progresses, don't put it dead I mean if I were like this, would you ever reach a height of a vision like that? No. Don't put it dead, fall from it all right so do unhit uh not bad man not bad yeah I, i've never heard of this band before um good find on that uh yeah it was really interesting um i like how there's you know you definitely got the, the flow going the guys pretty much rapping the whole time and then out of nowhere it's kind of like a quick like like little like hardcore pre-chorus well that's the other thing too it's like the song I don't know if it really has like a hook or a chorus. That was the interesting thing. I mean, did you? It, yeah. I mean, it was just you know, one of the shorter ones that I found by them that I just thought I'd share and you know, kind of a quicker listen. Yeah, and and it definitely goes so many different directions because it, it's got where he's just kind of just you know flowing and doing his own thing. Kind of hits like a like a little hardcore portion, and then you know they're adding some trap in there. You know, you know, like you know, trap. Um, it's kind of like a trap. Yeah, like a kind of like a trap. Metal trap, metalcore type of deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the video is like pretty freaky too. And then, you know, of course, towards the end, if, and if you guys check this out on YouTube, because that's why I did, I watched the video. You got uh, these two girls and they're both in a noose and they're staring at each other. And like, it's just like a black background and just kind of, kind of eerie. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm curious to hear more of these guys. Actually, like this, is another band that, um, I'm glad you brought up uh, so some new music for me to check out for sure. So very cool. They're they're one of those bands that are more like they have they're one of the newer bands that carry a lot of the same elements of new metal and all that stuff, but you kind of hear the more modern metal and metalcore yeah. sound in it as well. And um, but there were some there were some songs that from them that I heard that I thought might be you know interesting. But I I just wanted to pull up one of the ones that I thought. You know, okay, it's like a shorter song. Uh, I can't remember um, everything from them, but uh, the song six eight is actually a good track too. Uh, do you want to hear that too, or do you want to hold off on that? No, sure. Yeah, let, let's let's uh, take a listen to that one as well.
right, man. Six eight. That's that's a cool track, dude. I really dig that one. That's that's really yeah. cool. Um, that one's a little bit more more in the new metal vein than the uh, other track. Uh, I mean, uh, the other track is that's kind of. But I I don't remember the exact titles of the songs from the band because they 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 a few different songs get played on the new metal on the metal station there. So it um. I really couldn't remember. I couldn't. I would. I usually listen to it while I'm driving, so it's it's difficult to make note of which tracks titles they are. It's a little bit easier for me to just kind of remember the band name and then look them up later. But yeah, yeah. these these are both good songs here that I think were, you know, at least six eight was a lot more in the vein of the new metal. Maybe not so much with um, unhit, but I think that's still actually a good song to a good uh, a song that I enjoy. Yeah, yeah, and and six eight definitely like you're saying it's it's got that flavor of the modern kind of style of new metal but it definitely has like the real like chunky thick guitar tone um where it's, it's like kind a of a bounce and groove to it but it's a little bit De- harsh a little bit you know the more you know kind of gainy metal sound that there is right now modern metal and modern you know metalcore kind of a that kind of quote-unquote new metalcore type sound that's that people talk about now as part of the new metal revival yeah yeah i love i love like just the guitar tone i I love the riffs uh just it screams new metal dude it's awesome i I love how the vocalist he starts out with like kind of like like the whispery eerie kind of like vocals and then he does you know like like the screaming pre-chorus real bouncy um the 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 chorus you know like like that that shit like (laughs) just gets stuck in your head dude like it's like that's a great it's a great hook um you know and then you know, in within the bridge, they act, uh, they add some electronic beats to it. So it's they they definitely kind of just throw in so many good things into this song. Um, yeah, I, I like it a lot. So definitely do six eight. I would recommend this one. Um, solid find on this man. I like it a lot. Right on, right on. I'm glad I introduced it to you. I'm glad it was something that I could actually bring that you hadn't heard of before because <laughs> it's a little bit more difficult for me than, than it is for you. But you, I suppose, because you you. You know, you say you listen to, to Spotify for a lot of your new metal versus me. I listen to mine through rock radio and it's just whatever they play on there. You know, it's not really like, a, a you know, a curated or algorithm or anything like that. It's just whatever the whoever is, um, you know, person is actually, you know, curating the station decides to play. So yeah. I come across some of these lesser known newer, you know, bands. I mean, it's how I found, you know, Revoid from our, our very first uh, episode, which speaking of which, uh, a little bit of an update on that. I was uh, a few weeks ago able to um, track down one of the members of that band. Um, the band is from Russia, as, as mentioned before. So the language barrier was a little difficult because he, the it, it was a drummer from the band. He doesn't really um, know English that well. It's it's you know mm-hmm. very very secondary language. He. Is something that he, you know, learned, you know, growing up and not like used all the time, I guess, you know, uh, I guess the story is like, you know, it's one of those scenes where that, you know, the band, uh, they were able to get together and put out some awesome music, but then, you know, people grow up and, you know, things, you know, lives change or whatever. And the drummer though is still kind of putting together some music. I got to hear some, uh, like instrumental demos that you put together. It's still awesome. I mean, like even instrumentally, the, music he, he he writes he he makes is awesome so just uh i gotta get a hold of him again and just you know uh i kind of it'd be difficult to kind of do any kind of interview with it but 
you know, or anything like that. But maybe I could just kind of get like some kind of transcript and just kind of share some of the things that, you know, he uh, would like to share regarding the band. Uh, but yeah, just a little bit update on Revoid there. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, to get any um, new stuff from from him. Uh, absolutely. So very cool, man. Well, yeah. Um, well, that, well, back to the subject here. Uh, yeah, the, this week's uh, Blind Listen, that uh, fortunately was a blind listen for me, uh, for me to share with Jeremy, was uh, the band yeah. uh, Do, spelled D-O-U-X. They are out of Germany. And just go check them out. They're they're a current modern active band. They're they're still doing stuff and everything like that. So I'd like to see more out of them uh, on the you know, in the near future here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, we'll keep digging around and trying to find some other ones, not only just for us to listen to, but obviously just to kind of expose to all you guys because we're just really excited about all this new stuff. Some that's of the new metal out, revival so. that's going on as as we yes, were talking sir. about, just you know, talking about with you know when, with regards to um, you know the. Uh, the Jonathan Davis article. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, corn dude, I was I was sitting here, um, you know, during our uh, kind of a, a downtime here, and RevolverMag.com, you know, Revolver Magazine, put out an article they just posted on their Facebook, um, titled "Fucking Hostile: Fifteen Greatest Fuck Songs of All Time." We're not talking <laughs> about fuck; it's in the act of fucking. We're talking about songs that include <laughs> the word "fuck" here. Okay. Um, I mean, they 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 put some uh you know great the, the list you know it's got like you know Rage Against the Machine uh, with uh, 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 Killing the Name uh, fucking hostile by Pantera right in the the um, uh, right in the title of the thing they got Surfacing by Slipknot Jump the Fuck Up by Soulfly uh, they got Power Trip by Chimera uh, uh, Black by Machine Head on this list. And the one that I find that has um, the most amount of fucks on this whole <laughs> list is Y'all Want a Single by Korn with a total fuck count of 65. Good Lord. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a great track. Though. I love that song, though. I mean, I used to go to the bar and just play it all the fucking time. <laughs> but yeah, 65 fucks. 65 and, and- fucks. That's a lot of fucks. <laughs> And now, isn't there um, a Limp Biscuit song where Fred Durst like counts off how many fucks are in his song or whatever he he numbers it? I don't remember yeah. which song it is, but uh, Limp Biscuit, uh, I, I I'm pretty sure it's Hot Dog, and he and he even tells Hot you dog, like yeah. that's that's sixty how many of her fucks in this fucked up rhyme? Hot Dog. I'm Let me look, look it up. I'm gonna look it up the lyrics real dude. quick. Yeah, we got. I mean, you know, since since we're up on this, uh, let's see here. It, Ain't it a shame I, that you can't say fuck? Fuck's just a word and it's all fucked up. <laughs> that's 46 fucks in this fucked up rhyme. Now, my question How is- How did that I, not make the list? That should have made the list. It's not on here. It, they got- they It totally should. List. They got yeah, determined by Mudvay, which is only have a fuck count of 12, which is, you know- That ain't 46. Enough, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it ain't 46. And, and, and seriously, they, they he literally lists, you know- uh, he, you literally put it out there it, in, the, in, the, the, in, the, in the lyrics for you. You don't even have to count it yourself. You put it out there in there for you. And uh, I think it's more than the 46 because he says, if I say fuck two more times, that's 46 fucks in this fucked up rhyme. And then he still goes, you want to fuck me like an animal. So he still has like another like fuck. Yeah. I don't know. 
Maybe he, lot, yeah. maybe he wrote the, all the fucks and then he counted it up and then he put it in that line so that not only does he know what he said, he knows what he will say also. I don't know. <sighs> Thank you, Fred, for putting that in your lyrics to let us know just how many fucks you said. No, I actually like that song a lot. I love that whole album. So, yeah, yeah it's badass. <laughs> but you're right. That should have been on the list, man. What are they doing? Like, who gives a crap about a song that has four fucks? I mean, if you got... 46 fucks. Uh, yeah, I, I think you deserve to be on that list. Oh, God, I'm going to have to comment on this. Uh, on this Please article. do. How did they, how did they f- forget about this? God. Sincerely, Breathing New Life podcast. No. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that, that's good stuff, man. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps up this episode of Breathing New Life. Yes, sir. Uh, once again, I'm Tom. And I'm Jeremy. And just remember to keep keep it new. new. Oh, damn it, Tom. (laughs) Uh, It was a little bit better than before, at least. All right, we we had a little bit there. All right, we're going to get it one of these days. All right, hey, everybody, take it easy. We'll see you next episode. Take care. Yep. Peace.